ho, ho. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And it is a feedback Saturday. This is where we respond to the things that you had to say for the episodes we did throughout the week. Mm-hmm. The only podcast sitting out here however long it takes we get it done that's what we do over here <laughs> y'all had us here for four hours two weeks ago yes y'all did had we take, love y'all had to take a week off after that it was crazy <laughs> y'all was out we still um, are you know of course the official weapon of the show is the taser no it's not oh, of course the official weapon of the show <laughs> is the phone chill the unofficial sport bullet ball at bullet ball extreme a couple housekeeping notes let me just say it right now number one the black friday sale for this year is already started just like everybody else that started their shit early early we went ahead and started ours early too fuck it okay african-american friday is not on cp time it's on early people time uh so if you want to sign up for a year of premium for a hundred dollars that's eight dollars and 33 cents a month um, this is your time to shine. If you want to like cancel your old one and sign up for this one instead, if you want to like uh, extend it or whatever, if you signed up last year or the year before, it automatically renews. It, automatically it comes renews. right out of your PayPal, mm-hmm. so you don't need to re-sign up. If you have questions, you can always email me theblackouttips at gmail dot com. I can check the status, but. You can go to PayPal and look, and it'll tell you if you're supposed to get an automatic renewal. Um, sign up for this, man. Like this, this. Let me just tell you, it's a big deal for us. Um, yes. And I'll probably put a separate thing on the feed just for this, but mm-hmm. it's a big deal for us, man. Like this is one of the times of the year where we get. Uh, we know we can work with this income because we know like, bam, this is the money we're getting for this year from these people at this time. Um, it's lasting until December the 5th because we go all the way through Cyber Monday. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking about signing up, if you want to gift something to somebody as a, you know, let me know. No. But there's a, you know, there, it helps us out and it's like steady income that we know uh, we're co- is coming to us. And keep in mind, this is, money that you know we're not worried about like oh spotify changed all their rules we can't get advertising anymore no this is money straight from y'all to us it's how we can say we can keep our integrity say no to things we don't feel like doing right why we can be kind of picky about the deals and the things that we do mm-hmm. it's all because of the people that do this that sign up for our premium behind the paywall and like i said if you've been thinking about it if you want to switch over from just a tip which is five dollars a month you just you be paying basically three dollars extra a month and you would get all the shows behind the paywall all the time as soon as they come out so just wanted to say that real quick um the second thing i wanted to say for show notes holiday card time mm-hmm. okay uh email us the at gmail.com your mailing address and we will hook you up with a, a card you know and um i think this year i've only ordered a hundred so I think that should be enough, but some, I, I don't know. Sometimes it, it varies it, it per don't, year. Yeah, it varies per, about a year, but um, we'll see. But just letting you know, it's kind of first come, first served on that. When we're out, I don't know if I'll restock or not. just depends. Right. Um, but uh, just letting you know, holiday cards are there. And if you want to send us a holiday card or a gift or something, you have a couple options. One, Amazon wish list. It's in the show notes for every episode. We have stuff on there. People get us stuff. A couple people already got us stuff. We didn't even bring it up on the show. Mm-mm. I'm definitely going to shout y'all out today. Um, and, of course, uh, the mailing address, theblackouttips.com slash about. 
theblackguywhotips.com slash about. That has our physical mailing address for our, you know, box or whatever. And if you want to, like, send us a Christmas card or something yourself, boom, we got you. Thank you. All right. That's the show notes. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Your feedback. Mm -hmm. Uh, People left us feedback people said all kinds of stuff but the people we always try to shout out first and foremost okay no offense to everybody else but it's the people that give us money they can go to the blackouttips.com look on the right hand side and you can donate one time recurring we don't care you get the same shout out no matter what this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And that's what we're about to do. May I have your attention? You are now listening to Charlotte's Own, Rod and Karen. We welcome the good folks who tie to the Black Guy Who Tips. That's right. It's a new day. New shout outs. New handouts. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Chris from Hawaii. Thank you very much. Corey the Tickler. Thank you. April G. Tabitha M. Alexis H. Tanya S. Marlon B. Yes. Marlon B. Wonga from Down Under. Dustry J. Shirley Wong Esquire, always say that Esquire. Tiffany B, Alfonso M, and uh, Mr. Span, you guys know him, uh, Span Report Podcast, mm-hmm. or the Mr. Span Podcast, I think it's now. Lindsay B, Palmetto Stone Magic. Uh, we also got J Full, James C, David C, Jasmine J, Autumn W, Unbridled Love, Bambi, uh, Dr. Professor Bambi, Kevin W, Jason F. Kimberly, the Falcon D, Falcons Diva, Derek, uh, why did I just blank on Derek's name? What just happened? Uh, Derek LW, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ken M, <laughs> Lawrence C, and lastly, Zach from the Living Corporate Podcast. Thank you to everybody that took the time to, to, to hook us up, man. We appreciate y'all, all right? We do. Uh, let me let the, let the choir play us out. All right, five-star review time. All right, you know, those are the only ones we read as long as they're nice. That's it. It's a very simple rule. My longest listened to and favorite podcast of all time, five stars from Reigns, who says Blackout Tips. uh, I don't remember exactly how long I've been listening to the Blackout Tips, but I know that Rod and Karen have been my favorite podcast for a very long time. Before I found them, maybe in 2016 when Kanye made that song about Taylor Swift, I mostly listened to podcasts hosted by people who weren't black. But from the moment I found them, they were a gateway into all the great black podcasting universe. Mm Mm-hmm. The Chitlin Circuit, as we called it. Yes, sir. Uh, which I wish I found years ago when I first started listening to podcasts in 2006. They both have great perspectives on a variety of topics. And while I don't agree with every opinion they have, like Sugar on Grits being bad or Arby's not being good, why am I lying? I never ate Arby's. Right. Y'all just want to be contrarian. <laughs> it's, cool. it's cool. No restaurant in the world got sugar grits on it, but sure. Okay. <laughs> Fake protesting. Yeah. I do find myself agreeing with the vast majority of their takes on things. One of the best things about the show for me was during the 2020 election, Rod was a voice of reason when my anxiety about 
uh, what could happen was raging, and as usually, Rod was right. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I'm right enough that you know I have a song. Rod was right. Yep. Rod was right. Rod was right. Rod was right. Yep. Rod was right. Yeah. Rod was right. What was that again? Oh yeah. Rod was right. Rod was right. Uh, he says, I do. Uh, he says, uh. Uh, this podcast would also eventually become the very first podcast that I gave money to with me becoming a premium listener and that even further allowed me to listen to topics I generally don't participate in with me uh, not being a sports fan other than the politics of sports so Balls Deep Sports is right up my alley another great thing about this show is that I eventually moved to Charlotte and hearing them talk so positive about the city they grew up in it made my move down there smoother than I thought it would be coming from NYC oh that's what's oh, up thank you welcome to our um um, you know, welcome to our, 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 our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm rambling now, but I just want to say that you are probably the only people who I would think of as friends without ever having met y'all, even though I did have a chance to at the last live show. But I will say that I, I will stay to say hi, even uh, even if y'all, oh, I will stay to say hi if y'all do a live show again. Keep doing what y'all doing, and you will always have a listener in me, Reigns. Thank you, Reigns. Yeah, thank you, Reigns. We do. <sighs> That's so sweet. That's so sweet and lovely. And we do plan on doing another live show. When we get everything together, we'll let y'all, y'all yeah, know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, stay out there and, and say hey, man. That, mm-hmm. That's Please that's so dope. Hey. And uh, yeah, man, it's just so dope. I, I, I made allusion to a one-star re- review we got that was so corny and stupid. And, nice. you know, I read it on the show just because I, I, it was funny, yes. just what people say, but you know, it, it always warms my heart when somebody says some whack shit and then, you know, you get all this love from other people. It's like, that's right. The vast majority of people love what we do and they they're do. not trolling and nope. they don't want to, like, make us feel bad. Correct. You know, and now obviously people that aren't jerks, if they don't like something, they just typically tune out. They don't yeah, leave they, a negative review. That's right. such a corny thing to do. Yes, it is. There's a lot of stuff I listen to I don't like. You know what I do? I go on to the next one or skip or, or, or go on, go on by my way and go to other things that I like, love, and enjoy. Yeah, I've never left a one-star review for a podcast. Now, there's a lot of one-star podcasts out there in my in my opinion. but It is. It's just if I didn't like it, then I didn't like it. And that, that was it. Anyway. I love that y'all leave five. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Thanks, y'all, for the years of content, says JP with a bunch of numbers. Thank you, JP. Thank you. It ain't got to be long, y'all. It ain't got to be long. And like me and Roger said before, and I will uh, continue to say this, you know, everybody talk about how much they love us, how we make y'all laugh, how y'all love Roger's voice on Dreptomaniacs. And y'all, y'all was like, ooh, Cameron was shining over there when she was on there. I want you to give me a five-star review to show us how much y'all love me and Roger. Like, like those matter in the um, rankings and things like that. And also, it overshadows the, the people that, uh, like I said, are negative. Because guess what? They can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, honestly, it's don't worry about the algorithm of... Um spotify or apple whatever with the five-star reviews worry about the algorithm of our hearts okay that (laughs) That matters a lot more we need to aggregate that shit i need some positivity i need love my favorite nerds this is from newsy chew i know this person i do too I love being a premium subscriber to this podcast because along with free news and entertainment, I also get in-depth reviews of media from people whose opinions I've come to trust. Also, they trick me into critical thinking, so kind of my life is better for listening. Well, you know what? That's what we try to do. We try to trick you into critical thinking. You yeah, know? we do. I'm like, ah, gotcha. 
Now look at you. Think of twice. Yatungues, uh, I hope I said that right, or Yatungues maybe, um, says, love y'all. Rod and Karen have become my best couple friends in my head. My husband has been listening for t- over 10 to 12 years now. That's pretty much the whole show. Ain't it though? And I started listening around 2015 or so. I finally got around to leaving a review. Always reasoned, always well informed and thought out. I truly enjoy this show, even on the rare occasion when I disagree. Also, I was it was great meeting them at the last live show a few weeks ago. Looking forward to years of listening. Oh, Yay, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, man, like, I, I don't know. I take it. I used to like kind of hate when people be like even when i disagree because i'm like what about what nigga you know <laughs> but uh <laughs> what what you don't think gay people is humans like because uh, you, you know people couch a lot of stuff in that and a lot of you know uh one thing i do and i hope our podcast does give people this is it, and i don't mean this in the facetious or the like pat yourself on the back way but like it should be okay to disagree with people even if y'all both thought it out and just like I'm more conclusions. It's okay. Yeah, I'm more I'm more concerned about logic, the logic of disagreements than the whether or not we disagree. Because I think there's times you can learn stuff from people that don't agree with you because they're reasoned. They they thought about it. And, you know, also we're all different. We have different emotional blocks and triggers and shit. So, you know, people might not come to the full same conclusion as you, but mm-hmm. And I think we like, lost something in the discourse on, on online and on podcasts and all that stuff when it just became like we all have to agree on everything all the time because I feel like that's never going to work. And, uh, and a lot of times you can be misled or used because people do that because it's really more about peer pressure and stuff. And so you end up with we all must hate Chris Pratt. We all must hate Taylor Swift. Yeah, we yeah. all must love so-and-so. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's it's that weirdness that I that that always skews me out. Yeah, you get caught up in that matrix, and also, uh, it's one of those things like when you look at the bigger uh, picture kind of of it. A lot of times, when people's people are at different points in their lives, and I know I've been like this before. Sometimes somebody will say something, and you might not be in the place to hear what they got to say. You might not have never experienced it before or, or whatever the case may be. So I understand, you know, p- we say things, people, people feel a certain way because, you know, just like you have your own personal life experiences, we do too. And so, you know, sometimes we say things, people blow it off. And we've ever had people wrote in. It was like, well, I'm glad that y'all continually hounded on this because eventually I did understand or I did come around. But, you know, it took somebody saying something outside of what you were used to and what you digested and you know sometimes like a lot of things when I'm including myself when people are in their thing or in their mess or whatever it is and somebody somebody kind of you know points it out not in a negative way but points it out but hey have you ever considered these behaviors are affecting you the first thing it's naturally just to reject it and you know so I'm glad that you know uh people's life experience has, has came around what they can see and sometimes you might not never see it but that's fine too because we've all lived different life experiences uh the best and then the thing for me is we always keep the door open for respectful disagreement correct that's what this show is this feedback show is everybody's opportunity to to say how they feel and as long as they keep it respectful we will keep it respectful back i'm not saying we wouldn't make a joke or something we are a comedy show oh but, yeah but we always keep we don't like we 
unless you hit us with some fucked up energy, we don't be out here calling people out their names and Mm-mm. assuming the worst of people and shit. We try to our best not to do that. So to me, you know, I, I almost hate to say it but like there's never a reason to leave a one-star review for us there's ne- there's never a reason to even write in and say some like sideways shit to us really because we're not putting that energy out towards people to be like that you know yeah we're not giving it an uh, antagonistic energy um know? yeah um but also uh the next person says music is my life too uh from america five stars the best podcast i've been a listener of this podcast is 2018 ryder karen are the best thank you man y'all came through this last two weeks yes come on through five stars for life says survey says uh this show is the gift that keeps on giving i rarely listen to anything else because i know ryder karen are going to deliver every time the comedy is hilarious they drop that knowledge on you and the music on the show is fab made and super creative love 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 the show thank you yeah shout out to the people that send us music achievement unlocked rob's rob is how this one starts it's from fia 311 (laughs) rob it's so crazy you talked about the documentary twin flames i watched this past week and it was like this issue is wild agree with everything you said the section about transitioning was so problematic and did in fact to me give very anti-trans rhetoric which made me sick to my stomach because it was disguised as pro-trans rhetoric right yeah and like you know what's, what's uh, feel? You know what's real fucked up about it is that at the end of the day, they those people that run that twins flame thing, it's just the money, so they just willing to say anything. Mm-hmm. They they'll disguise it as however they need to disguise it, but at the end of the day, it was whatever it took to keep those people giving them money. And I mean, I, I know cults do a thing to people's minds, and it's like if you ain't been through it or whatever like maybe you can't understand it that's probably why i can't really relate in that type of way but when you're talking about literally having surgery on my body because as far as you're concerned my twin flame quote unquote has to be another member of the cult since my original person left that that that's so convenient right and so uh profitable for them to do it's just fucked up I was so happy they had someone who was in the trans community give a point of view on that section. Yeah, extremely. That was extremely important. Um, I also agree with Karen that because of the pandemic and so many people reaching out for any kind of connection, it made it very easy for this couple to prey on the vulnerable because so many of us were during that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also what I've realized is during a pandemic and it's been about three years for some people, there's still a residual PTSD, and I and, and mine isn't nearly as bad as it used to be. But every now and then, it will flame up, mm-hmm. and when it does, for a lot of people, you can see it online, and you can see it how they respond. Like you could just see it. Well, I go, oh, this is a trauma response based off of of something that happened during the pandemic, because uh, yes, there are a lot of jobs that now are pushing for people to go back to work. And you can see people's PTSD from that. Mm-hmm. There are, are uh, a lot of jobs that d- that have not required people to come back to work. And not trying funny, you can see PTSD from that because you know it has to be a balance for a lot of people uh, because jobs are in a kind of a hard place right now. They're trying to find a balance between the co- the workers who got the good big back and the workers that were like, "Hey, I just want to do hybrid," and the workers that are like, "I want to stay at home," but also. The workers themselves sometimes need to be truthful to themselves because there are some people that are working from home that might actually 
benefit from hybrid or benefit from going in and have people interaction because that loneliness thing is real. Right. And and it's actually affecting everything. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's just also probably an age thing for those of us that grew up without the internet until a certain age that from my brain just feels like it would have clicked off the second they tried to cope me in a in on zoom it's like well you're on zoom yeah turning this off you don't exist to me anymore um but uh, they go on but still couldn't be me oh that old black negro spiritual ain't that a spiritual couldn't be me LOL, such a wild documentary. FYI, there are two of these documentaries. Shaking my head, it's on Prime. Love what you and Karen do. Hey, girl, you have an amazing week. Thanks, Phil. Thank and you. I think the hey, girls, for Karen. Yay! The other thing I will say, I, and I keep finding myself in this position, I know other people do it. I cannot watch two documentaries on the same shit. Yeah, like, you, you I, ever since Firefest, I've been like, I'm, I got all the information. I'm good. Like, y'all got one time to get me. Is it Woodstock 99 on Netflix or on HBO Max? Only one of y'all getting the click. Right, because right, a lot of times, sometimes some are better than others, and then a lot of times it's the same information. On yeah, I just don't like them. repeating 90% of the same information mm-hmm. to learn 10% new. Somebody will tell me. Yes, like, when the Woodstock 99, when it was like, oh, well, you know, um, they had this whole thing from DMX on the HBO Max one. I'm like, well, glad you told me. I'm not watching three, four hours to find out the same shit. Right. Um, achievement. Uh, oh, wait. Best, bestest and very consistent podcast from Unrelaxed Missy says, still listening, still a fan. Love the new weapon of the show. Could you explain Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme? Thank you, Rod and Karen. Uh, listen, the best way to learn about Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme is to go wherever you listen to our podcast, search our podcast name and Bullet Ball. Um, we have several episodes where we've highlighted exactly why we uh, use Bullet Ball for the unofficial sport. And um, they're all hilarious. And you should want to go back and listen yeah, to all and of each them. One is the last different. one was our live show from this year. Yes. We re explained the Bullet Ball thing live in front of an audience with us playing the clips and that episode is is out right now so mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it we've explained it many times and we would love for you to listen to them we would five stars finally got an iphone so five more stars since stitcher such stitcher such sorry that say that shit three times fast since stitcher shut down Ugh. love the show karen is the best rod is okay just kidding but sugar goes on grits dj 936 oh, well thank why don't y'all start a motherfucking sugar grits restaurant <laughs> How about that? Why don't y'all do that shit and go out of business in two days? Nobody want that shit. And also, the it was so funny. I was thinking about uh, Stitcher the other day. Yeah, we've been doing this thing so long. We was around before Stitcher. For people and, and for people that um, remember, it was around. We were around before Stitcher and was like, "What Stitcher? Push Stitcher. Stitcher hanged around. Now Stitcher gone, and we still going strong." Yep. That is amazing. Yep. Um, yeah, even if you just Google, even if you just Google the Blackout Tips Bullet Ball, 1797, Bullet Ball Explained, 2271, Bullet Ball 2021, uh, episode 26, that's a Bullet Ball. 26, woo! Episode 1095, Bullet Ball Redux. 
yeah, we have explained this many times. And we probably many, go. many times. And we will be doing it again, again if you stick around and listen long enough. Yeah. Probably in a year or two. But uh yeah, we, we love some uh some bullet ball, okay? Um all right, I think that's all the reviews that we got. So let me play some music so I can put a commercial in here uh later on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. like mob deep gonna rap over that shit come on when that beat go hard uh all right first episode uh is 2801 masters masters big house amusement park that was a funny email we got <laughs> that sparked that and of course yes. it was a very long feedback show it was i want to say almost over four yeah, hours was, yeah y'all had a lot to say yeah we try not to make that a habit you know uh <laughs> apia says listen to the feedback show is educational this time i learned that my given name dorothy is a black name in the u.s imagine this on guest the race a couple andre and dorothea went out to a thai restaurant and dorothea got into a fight because the food wasn't spicy enough yeah, I would have guessed black. I would have too and been wrong. Abby says, I, I can't sing and my dancing is maybe C plus and it's only because I'm very flexible that I can move my body great, but I don't know about my rhythm or actual moves. But hey, I still had the spicy food. Evie says, don't give up your pursuit of a black friend, Apia. I'm rooting for you. Uh, Evie also roots for Arby's. Abby <laughs> uh, says, thanks. I believe it too. Pamela M8 says, yes, historically black phrases. Got it on hold at the at my local library, reading black as fuck history on my Kindle. Now can't wait to get this new book. Hope you enjoyed your well-deserved weekend off. I'm listening to the archive on Spotify to keep me company. Currently listening to a considerably shorter feedback episode, 27-7 from February 25th, 2012, called Mel Booyah. Uh, Pamela. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that title, y'all. We talk so much, I don't even remember, but that title sounds hilarious. Yeah, and <laughs> and that makes me laugh. Uh, Ernest says checking in for the wrestling fan dickhead demographic, and y'all might not know that the padded folding chairs at the wrestling shows are the on the ground are the ground floor seats. Haven't been to the big pay per view shows in a while, but back when I used to go to the Royal Rumble or something like that, the expensive ass floor seats were those padded folded chairs with commemorative designs on them, and if you pay enough, you can leave with the chair. And oh I'll shit, I didn't know that! In all honesty, Rod, I also thought that handing out folding chairs at the wrestling show was a bad idea, but at least they have the padded ones, and it's probably helped out a little bit with packing up after the event. Thanks for the show, and shout out to the chat room. Thank you. The, the more you know. Thank you, baby. I, I didn't know that. The Pink Superhero says, thanks for sharing Drapetail Maniacs with us. There really is nothing like it. Very well done. Enjoyed hearing Karen on that last episode. Have a restful week time off. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, Karen was everyone loved Karen. Karen did so good. Yay! Bokai says, Rod, please forgive me for sleeping on Drape Maniacs. Love your voice acting. Hey, listen, you're not sleeping on it anymore. So it's all water under the bridge to me. Thank you for listening. Sean says, Drape Maniacs final episode was amazing. Karen, you were great. Also, the penultimate episode with that guy who nobody knew interviewing the cast was amazing. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> That was the funniest shit ever. Uh, classic R&B lover says, Hi, Rod and Karen. Knowing that you try to provide context to all things, I wanted to bring this bit of coronavirus commentary to you. I was watching the news, and they were talking about the fact that thus far, fewer people have gotten the new COVID-19 vaccine than in previous years. And uh, are those are there people who have decided that COVID is in the rearview window of their lives? Undoubtedly. However, having just come from my vaccination, I see why those who got the shot before are not doing so now. The cost that I'm fortunate enough to have my insurance cover in full was $185 because the government is no longer underwriting the cost. Mm -hmm. As a person with pre-existing conditions, I would have had to figure out where the money was coming from, but I would have paid it because we're talking about my life. I'm lucky enough to be able to make that decision, but what if I were uninsured or underinsured? What if instead of being single, I had to pay the amount for me and my kids or elderly parents? I don't know what I could that I could or would be able to swing that. Knowing this, the people aren't getting the vaccine reports that don't address the multiple factors that are impacting the low updated vaccination rates just piss me off. P.S. Drake the Man's podcast was so damn good. Hopefully there will be a season two. And I agree. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, when, when the government was paying for it, me and Roger really pushed, hey, don't fuck around. Me and Roger said this years ago. We was like, eventually they're not going to cover this. Yep. And you're going to have to pay out of pocket. Y'all better go ahead and get these shots now while, while it's free. They wouldn't ask it for insurance. You could, every time they say renew, you could just show up. Because even if we had Democrats in office, they wouldn't, the government was not going to subsidize this forever. They just wouldn't and they couldn't. They would just, just, you know, society just would not allow that. And this is one of the things what happens when you don't eradicate shit. Not only in America, nowhere around the world eradicated it. So it was eventually going to be something that we were going to live with. As somebody who wanted the world to be COVID-free, me, myself, I had, I, I, maybe this is just me, I had to mentally wrestle with that. That's why I was so angry for so long. I have calmed down a lot on that topic. But I would be so angry for so long and so livid because I was like, it didn't have to be like this, y'all. Yeah, I think um, at the fact that no country was able to get through this unscathed just, to me, should push the rage back into the bottle. Correct. Because even the countries that have dictatorships where people don't even have human rights and they were able to, like, literally lock people down, take away their cell phone and access to their lives still had huge COVID numbers like um there it was going to get to this point i i think the thing that made me most angry is the misinformation the wantonness the willful ignorance the uh like people that are they think they're being anti-authority when they're just being anti-expertise yes you know that kind of thing bothered me and the rise of these grifters and shit it bothers me and it will always bother me but the sober part of my mind is like, nah, at the end of the day, we were we said on the show a million times we were always going to end up having to live with this. And that means some people having to die with this. And there was never going to be a way around it. 
it, uh, it's literally a, a virus that's better and smarter than our medicines. And it's definitely better and smarter than us because half of our populace is just trying to be willfully ignorant about it. Um, but I love that you wrote in with that context because it does matter. And I'm going to try to remember to make sure I say it every time because that 7% number is disappointing. And I think even if you account for uh, people that can't afford it or insurance and stuff like that, I still think that 7% number is, is very much is much lower than it should be cuz yes. people do work and have insurance in America and a lot of them still aren't getting it. You know, they they just decided they're out, you know, and I don't know what you do with that other than try to protect yourself with the latest uh the latest vaccines if you can. Right, and that's what happened particularly here in America where it's like fuck it every man for themselves and it would be very different if we were like Well, that's what I'm saying though. We're where there's other countries that didn't have that mentality that have these numbers. Oh yeah. So what do we so what do we say for that? Like we know America I, has some terrible stuff and all that shit, but at the end of the day, even like uh South Korea is dealing with it. And I understand that. I'm not saying that. I think the number would be higher than 7%. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not not that it would be 100, not but but the yeah. but another reason why it is 7% in addition to what the person was saying is because we are one of the few huge countries that don't have universal health care. Right. And so I think if we had that, the number shit, even if it was 20%, it would be fucking higher than seven. I wonder, I wonder, I'm about to look up uh, some other countries in the next few weeks or something. Cause okay, please I, do. I wonder how many people are taking up these boosters. Cause uh, I think a lot of people are like, we outside, we out the house. You know what I mean? And I know I expect us to be low because, you know, how trash uh, the politics and politicization of things are. But mm-hmm. I do wonder if if that's something unique to America or if we're going to find out, oh, in the U.K., only 12 percent of people got the jab. Oh, in in, in South Korea, only this and, many and, people got and the And all booster. these people out here, I'm pretty sure somebody somewhere, all these, you know, mm-hmm. articles they write up, somebody got that article out there somewhere. I just I have don't to know look into where. It. But I would love to see those statistics because that's yeah. that's just my hypothesis. You know, like I said, not that it would be quote unquote sky high, but it I think would be high to seven. Um, the comments on YouTube, uh, I can play catch up while you both are resting, relaxing, and releasing. You deserve. Thank you, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So Yuda says that menu. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're talking about the menu to Masses uh, Plantation. <laughs> Nice big house amusement plantation. Come on, um, soft shoes. Uh, Michael says, I can't leave a comment on Apple, so I came over to this platform. You are not right in your head for saying, give me your grit money. I've been laughing so hard, I can't keep nothing down. Drapedomania episode was a bomb, Karen. Great writing. Thank you for the entire series. Yeah, I think, uh, that, I wonder if that was like Janisha's doing the give me your grit money um, uh, line because I, uh, I think that's from Dr. Umar or something. She did a lot of sound design stuff. Uh, Mel says, when I saw the length of the podcast, it took me back to twenty to the 2014 shows. Yes, get me through my entire shift. Yeah, that's when we just do like a few shows a week. And so, yeah, they would be super long. Yeah, also, I don't, I, another reason I don't want to do a four-hour show, it was uh, really hard to upload that to YouTube. Oh, YouTube was um, like... I, my computer could not even handle the editing to cut the music out. So, if y'all see me trying to, like, keep this show, this episode moving, because we got eight p- 
people that left voicemails. Some of y'all left two and three. It's because of that. I'm not trying to be court, <laughs> Kurt or, or be mean, but it's like, I don't, I, we do four hours. It's just, shit just may not get uploaded. <laughs> YouTube's like, look, mm-mm, mm-mm. I can't. it's not YouTube, it's my computer. The computer ah. can't handle d- trying to do that much editing. Ah. So, uh, not with the quality of video and stuff. Uh, Linda says, there's nothing that is perfect, and honestly, everything is perfect if you're happy and together. That's your story. Don't let the illusions of someone else's happiness and what you imagine it to be stop you from yours. Rod Morrow. Rod was spitting bars here. What a poetic way to end the episode. Your words need to be tattooed across the sky. Rod and Karen shared their story and inspired someone to take that journey of marriage together. That's powerful, guys. Congratulations to the Houston couple. I wish you all the joy in your life. Uh, yeah, and listen, we're starting uh, a new thing. It's called uh, Twin Fires, and it's going to be through Zoom. We need all that couple's money. No. So send us, you know, we need your cars, Mm-mm. whatever property you have in your name, because nope. our love story will teach you how to have love. Karen, you're talking yourself out of money. Please stop. Please stop. I am. Please stop. Mm-mm. See, this is when a, when a man is talking. Mm-mm. When a man is talking, the Bible says, uh, let the women be silent. I don't know that Mm-mm. it say that, but it feels Mm-mm. right. Mm-mm. I'm good. Mm-mm. Karen didn't watch the documentary, y'all. She don't know about this money. Uh, P.S. Uh, sorry, I find a new twin flame. I'm gonna get to this bread. Okay, whatever I got <laughs> I to gu- do. I guess you're gonna have to then. P.S. Enjoy your time off. I can now try to get caught up on episodes and listen to your podcast recommendations and guest appearances on other podcasts. Uh, Karina says, Love this four hour episode. Thanks, all. Uh, Sylvia says, Don't expect your job to love you unless you own it or else it owns you. A quote I dropped in 2015. Okay, quote myself. I like you, Sylvia. You got, I like that. that. Put that on the shirt. You was dropping gems, wouldn't you? AJ says, Wait, who didn't love Groupie Tales? Hating ass Terrell Jones was the GOAT. <laughs> Come on, I love hating ass Terrell Jones. Dog, at every stage, no matter how fun and popular something's been, on our show, there's that we have enough listeners at this point. It's some motherfucker that don't like it. And at the end of the day, okay. You know, not everything we're going to do is going to be designed for every single user to like it at every single point. It's just, if you don't have the humanity in you to tolerate, like, oh, okay, they're making jokes about this for the next month or so, then just dip. It's full. It's cool. Yeah, we talk about so much shit. Trust me. If it's something you don't like and you zone out, we'll be on to something else. Uh, and then this is like Anulio says, uh, 87% of joints, my God. Ha! I don't even remember what that's in reference to. Mm-mm. But it must have been good. <laughs> um, the poll was, uh, have you used your vacation days this year? Yes, all of them. Yes, some of them. No. 21%, all of them. Y'all ain't going to the new year with no hangovers. Mm-mm. And y'all got them jobs. Y'all got them jobs. They be like, use it or lose it. Maybe. They might or may not. Uh, I don't know true. what kind of job they got. But they, they said they used them all for this year uh, so far. Shit, use them up. And yes, some of them, 68% uh, said some of them. Or really about 69%. Nice. And then no, 10% of y'all have not used your vacation days this year. Mm. Uh, yeah, we in November. What is you doing? And on Spotify, it's 27% you have used them all. 50% have only used some. And 23% have not used them at all, really. So I wonder if that's because y'all are just the movers and shakers. Y'all, and y'all, y'all think y'all can't. Y'all CEOs of y'all companies. So yeah. y'all like, who t- take time off of Let what? me tell you something. If you die, they're going to replace you. You might as well take them times uh, off. Child, yes, they are. Child, you, you, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be on Indeed for your body to get cold. 
the Q&A was we were taking some time off and uh, pretty much everybody had, you know, the same like enjoy your time off type of type of things. Um, uh, a couple of people had something different. I'll read theirs. LOL, I'm not going to lie. Paul sauce sounds fire. Come on, don't it though. And I'm sorry to that brother. Good luck in your race. Um, woo, four hours and loved every second. We'll be patiently awaiting your return to my airway, says Creasy. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, I'll, uh, okay, somebody, uh, Raphael said he's going to be listening to Drapedomaniacs. Um, Alomni said to enjoy our time off as well. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I have 20 use or lose days at my job. They're going to be real mad when I take an entire month off. That's what I would do. That Chad, yeah. I, Chad, I don't blame you. You'd be like, these are y'all. And I tell them, I said, these are y'all rules, so I'm going to use them. I used to take, like, every Friday off sometimes for, like, either the summer or, like, in the, in the like, holiday season. Just take every Friday off, four-day work week or less. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? I always use my PTO. If I have to s- some rollover at the end of the year, I punch the air. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Toy says she tries to use as much PTO as possible. If I don't use them, I lose them, and fuck that. Yep, you earned it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your time off. I use it to binge straight the Maniacs episodes. I've been saving them and three guys on. Also, I love the new ad. It's my fave next to the disrespectful pickup artist one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember the disrespectful pickup artist when uh, I don't know. In my mind, I thought I had a made a new version of that, but now you just made me think maybe I already <laughs> did it before. Um, so yeah, thank you everybody who left those messages. Um, and then uh, that's it for this episode. Let's go to the next one, which is twenty eight oh two. Kiki Palmer had nine comments. Uh, let's see. Mike says, per the poll, which was, would you post your late parents' porn collection on social media? Mm-hmm. Per the poll, I wouldn't do it, but I totally understand. When I lost my mom, anything that made me laugh was a needed distraction from grief. To some extent, I think we all overshare online. I hear you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was when I first saw that video, I, I something jumped out at me. I don't know what it came from, but I, I, maybe it was a brief Republican moment. I was like, ah. <laughs> Why would you do that to your father? I thought you loved him. Was he a deadbeat? The was was he abusive? Why are you exposing this man? But you know, I think what, also when I saw the video, it didn't have her caption on it. Right. So when I read her caption on Instagram, I was like, oh nah. If she's saying he was funny and he would have loved it, then it's all good. You right. Know? He, if he would have got a kick out of it, who gives a fuck? Because I know I joke about porn and shit like that too. So you know, it is is now it's me making a joke and it's. You know, it's not like someone coming into my house and looking through my computer like, mm-hmm, big butts number seven. Like, that. that's <laughs> different. But the point on being... on the point number 52. Yeah, if he think it's funny, it's funny. Um, Ramsey D. Jenkins says, five stars and welcome back, Rod and Karen. Thank you for... Thank you both for continuing to inform the public about the issues that matter the most. My heart goes out to Kiki and all the people with children who suffer in silence because they are victims of domestic abuse. Tisha Campbell, please do not have a change. Justin says, Rod is always getting on Karen for not allowing him to finish his joke. Oh, how the turntables have turned on this episode with Karen's toilet humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know lying was part of the jokes. That I just, it, I fucked up. I made a mistake. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. And I think sometimes uh, the way I present things is different than the way Roger presents things. So sometimes... 
he kind of is thinking ahead of what I'm saying. And sometimes he's like, just get to the point. <laughs> and I'm like, well, damn. Yeah. It's not that. It's not get to the point. It's just, <laughs> I think people aren't, maybe not you. I don't know. I'm listening to you. Yes. So when you start <laughs> saying something and it's under banter, which I didn't know was like our stand-up set. I thought it was, you know, stuff that <laughs> happened or set. that we thought about. And you presented it like it really was a thing that's happening. You like when I go into the bathroom and I put down the the paper on the thing, and I'm like, you put paper down in our bathroom? Yes. And I'm, why wouldn't you just clean the bathroom? Why, like, what, what? Yeah, Roger. Our bathroom's not disgusting. Why do you have people out here in the the world thinking that our bathroom it needs a that we use personally? That's what I was thinking in my head. Yes, and I should have put the disclaimer up front because, like you said, it wasn't like a a. It well, then you say I think you, no offense, everybody. I think you kind of messed up because then you said you meant to say public bathrooms. Yes. Which oh yeah, that's of course. If you said. I'm going whenever we're at a. I'm in a public bathroom. I like to put down the sheet on top. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so it's just you know, it's the delivery. I'll take the slings and arrow for it, but you know, that's the difference in in the joke working or not joke working. Right, and that's why he's a professional writer, and I am not. We could have touched think... it up a little bit, but that was, once yeah. you said that, it was funny. It was yeah. Fine. You know, he had to he had to punch it up. You know, he can't help himself. He got to punch my shit up. You know, he got to make me better, y'all. So you know, we working, and you know, my mind, I was like, I'm gonna get to the joke. He was like, no, this is not how you how you. Feel Form jokes, Karen. Form, the form premise, your jokes better. The thing that's gonna make the joke work is the premise being right. So <laughs> yes, my premise was if wrong. the premise is <laughs> I put down a sheet of paper in my bathroom to use it. It's just now people are like, does she have OCD? <laughs> like, Do they got is, rats and roaches in their house? Right, what is How Karen nasty is about? this person? <laughs> uh, Apia says people who post one star reviews because they don't like one segment maybe find the fast forward button on your phone first it's work it's less work than the review and you don't need to listen to a segment you don't like life hack yeah skip the episode I don't give a fuck like at the end of the day like we're not holding anybody hostage no. so you don't like something you more than don't like it you, even if you do want to leave a one star review that's totally up to you but it does make you a cornball. I'm sorry. I'll never not look at it that way. But Agreed. Fine. Um, I love everything about the show, but I don't care about sports. But this is not a problem at all. Other people enjoy it. And if I love 99% of the show, that's fantastic. I know as a white person, I'm under suspicion to be dirty. I know stuff and go with the times and even wash my legs every day. I wash everything every day from my hair. I know the uncomplicated hair privilege. I'm sorry. That's what grows on my head for free to my feet. But I don't mind public toilets unless it's a real shit show. Ha ha. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I sit down. Your skin has you covered. The barrier in it is a built-in built in shield against bacteria and other disgusting visitors. I trust it. It's never disappointed me. Yeah, I hear you. It only take one time, though. But uh, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I try to keep it as clean as I can in there, man. I wipe down everything. If they have those toilet things, I try to use it like... I don't trust people in the bathroom and mm -hmm. it can be disgusting, but that's also why I try to use the bathroom at my house. That's how I measure my success. If I'm able to use the bathroom in my house, it's very successful and I'm still making money. Then I'm doing some, some things right. Uh, Tanisha says, damn, I paid the fool who posted that one, that petty one star review. 
Uh, Keith says, my grandma on my mom's side died when I was a teenager. So a few weeks later, when my mom was up to it, she and her sibling went to my grandma's house to clean out her room. When my grandma came home, she was grinning and giggling. When my mom came home, she was grinning and giggling. She, of course, took my mom's death pretty hard. So her demeanor and about and this was a welcome change in her mood. So I asked her what was funny. She couldn't stop giggling, and she made me promise not to tell anybody. Yeah, I guess I'm doing that now, but none of you knew my grandma, so it doesn't count. Uh, then she told me she found something funny in grandma's room and showed me a lighter that was shaped like a dick. My mom was... <laughs> My mom was so tickled because my grandma was a super holy church lady and none of us knew that she had that kind of sense of humor. I know my parents both have some porn, but I'm not going to do them like that when the time comes. I'm just going to delete their browser history and nobody will ever need to know. Right. Yeah, I'm not blowing my parents up for no clout. Uh, but, you know, if that's what y'all parents is into, that's what y'all parents are into. But I, 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 I can't. I can't. Uh, EVE says, the more that comes out about the Kiki Palmer news, the more I believe that nigga did that shit. He's not doing himself any favors by releasing audio of her mother because if someone was putting hands on my daughter, I would threaten violence as well, minus the homophobia. Yeah, I didn't even... I, I, I need to go back because I didn't even finish listening to that and I heard people were like, she outed Usher as being gay and all this stuff and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I guess what she was trying to say like you worried about usher taking your girl and he gay or something and 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 i think i don't know i'm pretty sensitive to this idea that and i guess people think it's funny or whatever but there's something extremely homophobic to me about this everybody's secretly gay and we and this rumor yes. mill about it and especially when you tie it to people who do unscrupulous things, because I think the underlying thing is these people do these things because this is what gay people do. And it's not that far removed from the gay people groom, gay people molest children, right. gay people are rapists, gay people, you know, like people are trying to say that with Puff Daddy. They're sharing these clips, these old clips of people alleging he's gay or on the down low and going, mm-hmm, so-and-so knew the whole time. I'm like, what did he mean he knew? Because the allegations against him and Cassie are him beating her, sexually assaulting her, which, watch other men which have has sex. Nothing to do with this. What, what you know? What are you talking about at that point? Because that that's not a gay trait, right? And, and if we're going by propensity to violence, that's a very straight man trait. Mm -hmm. If we're gonna talk, if we really want to talk about yeah, it, statistically. Yeah. So I don't really like the 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 I don't know the homophobic like like. Who's on the down low? Who we caught doing this, that, and that? I don't like that part of it. And I think people should be a little more thoughtful about what they share. Because right now you're just sharing shit because you're like, anything that is something that is funny or negative about this person, I'm going to share it like it's evidence. And uh, it's really getting out of control. Yes, and also a lot of people like that. I'm going to keep it real. They've never been in a position or their life has never got to the point where people gave a fuck enough about them to monitor their lives this much where anything and everything they could just run with. It. Because a lot of these people, you'd be like, hey, dog, if this was you and people just were like, I heard, I heard, I heard. You would be like, hey, dog, like the fuck is this? Like you would have a problem with people taking rumors as facts. Yeah, I just I just think it's it's one of those things that's very irresponsible and homophobic. But is people you know and i guess to some some extent it's it's one of those things that lets you know that no matter how woke and smart and everybody claims to be 
everyone's capable of kind of having that like childish moment and i guess that's humanizing to a certain extent and maybe it's the time where everyone can kind of get themselves out of being a stick in the mud but yeah i right. see people all the time that claim not to that claim that that's a huge violation that and they're making jokes yep. like ah ha 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 this video about this man saying Dwayne martin was uh fucking will smith hilarious here's a meme here's a joke and you're like oh yeah because y'all y'all like y'all talk a good game but y'all participate in the shit that you claim is vile right and i i think it's hard for me to reconcile that in real time sometimes because i feel like we're two three months away from it let's say will smith does come out as as gay we're two three months away from people being like it was fucked up how he was outed well, y'all made jokes about it. Y'all thought it was cool and funny. Yes, yes. And, you know, and that's kind of what I'm talking to because nobody is above, you know, I heard, you know, type of thing. Nobody is. But, you know, it's a difference between you going, I heard these things may or may not be true versus some people take them, I heard, as facts. Like, those things are completely different. Right. So, I don't know. It's just, but, yeah, um, the Usher, I, I just basically ignore shit like that. So, if that's if that if that's true about Usher, that is his he'll be the one to tell us that shit. Agree. And I and I think it's really not our business. But anyway, and it seems like there's a history of domestic violence in that family because the mom has a restraining order against his father. His brother seems to be garbage too. I hope the baby won't remember any of this and won't be affected by his toxic father. Yeah, that's probably not possible. Uh, EVE says last week's election proved that voting still matters. There were a lot of big wins for Democrats. I made sure to vote and our state elected another Democratic judge to our state Supreme Court to protect abortion rights. And on a local level, the Democrats swept my district for school board. These victories made me realize that all the doom and gloom so-called progressives on social media who constantly shit on Democrats but never have anything to say about Republicans are attention-seeking virtue signalers and perpetually online. I don't care if Joe Biden was 147 years old. I'd still vote for him over trump agreed i 100 percent agreed because a lot of those people online their reality isn't real reality and like i said the you know there are things that have happened and i was like oh y'all niggas don't know what y'all talking about i'm kind of just not trying funny dismissing everything y'all are saying from this point forward yeah i mean i've been saying it for years at this point i'm glad people are seeing it but i mean the second you log into twitter or whatever or wherever you're on I mean, the reality becomes what those people believe in. Mm -hmm. And there's no evidence that'll ever change their mind. And there's no, uh, even if they, and there's nothing, there's no, even if they don't have evidence, it's going to be the same shit. You know what I mean? So it's just, it is what it is. Um, And it's like a depressed hive mind. I just try to stay away from it. Some of my friends people i think are pretty cool people it, they're in that hive of everything's bad and they only retweet negative shit it's an addiction and you know i'll hit that mute button or whatever it's like you know you cool but i don't want to log in and be depressed with you every day right sharing the same five negative stories every day with each other and it's all you know it affects my mental health to to see it all the time so Agreed. why would i participate mary says my husband had to clear out my, his uncle's room when he passed suddenly of a heart attack we had all been close and spent all our holidays together his uncle was a burly irish man who had been in the army had a long career at the post office and was a lifelong bachelor he was a pretty awkward but very kind he was pretty awkward but very kind anyway when my husband cleared out his room he found not only porn but gay porn he also found love letters to a man 
he we had no idea he was gay and it actually left me quite sad that he was never able to be free to be himself in his Aww. lifetime yeah or at least not I guess around y'all and stuff right. man and who knows what you know what hang-ups and things he had to deal with mm-hmm. um dealing with all that man right so yeah i, I feel you though it, there is something sad about you know th- that you can't like live out there like that and even if you're just a private person it's still like there's a reason that we keep finding private people having to be private about shit that ain't wrong <laughs> you know what i mean like people don't have to be private about you know unless they like cheating or some shit you ain't got to be private about liking a girl but Mm-mm. you know all of a sudden it's like well just keep it to yourself um let's see comments on youtube for this one uh, for kiki palmer uh we had five uh trap king nation just says this is sierra by the way thank you sierra thank you baby um yeah because i always there's like i always get a little confused because it's like sierra has several names yes and I know Trap Kink Nation, which I've gotten stuff for my beard from. Mm-hmm. You got stuff for your, your hair, hair from. from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's like number one feeling on Twitter. And then it's like Born Beautiful Natural. So, you look, she's she got a lot of branding going on over there. All right. So sometimes, you know, we get confused. Dendrick says, Karen, ma'am, bunch of laughing emojis. Didn't say what you said, but I'm sure it was funny. Oh, glad you liked whatever I said. You'll be back soon. You'll see. You'll remember you belong to me. A little Hamilton for your review haters, says LaShonda. Thank you, LaShonda. <laughs> My mom says, LOL, not the Keith Lee food. I just food review. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and Sayida says, I'm a woman of a certain age whose pee doesn't always come out straight, too. I'm glad somebody else can relate. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we have um, the poll. The poll was, would you post your late parents' porn collection on social media? Mm-mm. The results? One person, 3% said yes. 84% said no. And then 13% said, I guess we'll see. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> y'all right. I actually agree with y'all. The ones that say, I guess we'll see. Because if you think about it, why would we let our parents off the hook right now? You know, we who knows what they plan on doing to us before they die. So we got to keep them in line. Like, hey, <laughs> don't, keep it a mystery. Don't be, don't be trying to take me out the wheel of no shit because y'all gonna end up, you know, uh, with your Pornhub. St- all your subscriptions gonna be out here in the afterlife. Everybody gonna know what you was really into. I'm gonna show up to the funeral and be like, mm-hmm, Ebony A's. That's what he like. <laughs> all right, the phone. The follow, <laughs> the follow Spotify, is big bu- big big booty, uh, a uh, Bertha. That's what he was into. <laughs> Karen is making people up. I, I, I know am. Names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you would you post your late parents porn collection on social media on our on the Spotify? This one, five percent, which is more. Seven people said yes. So okay, maybe y'all got it like that. Eighty percent said no, and then fifteen percent said, "I guess we'll see." And I'm saying, leave it open. I feel y'all. Don't uh, open ended. <laughs> don't don't to keep them on their toes. Okay, yes, keep them on their toes. Um, let's see. The Q and A was, "You can't put me down if you never pick me up." That's a true statement. Magnificent Breeze says, I meant to write in earlier, but on Halloween, eight kids OD'd on fentanyl. All happened at the same high school in Virginia. Five were revived with Narcan and three had to receive CPR. 
Yeah, yeah, the problem with that is that shit ain't got nothing to do with Halloween, Halloween. candy. Uh, did they go door to door? Did they knock on somebody's door and somebody right. shot their butt? And that's the thing. People say that. They didn't go to nobody's house and find the, uh, the candy. Right. Like I said, these things, and people use that as evidence to be like, people are giving out their drugs. Here, in, like, Char- no. here in Charlotte, the police put a bunch of corny, but they're trying. They put a bunch of stuff out there that basically said, uh, fit, like, be careful with fentanyl. And it was directed towards high school kids. And it was, you know, it was corny because the slogans was like, you know, no cap, fentanyl will kill you, you know. Not no cap. Yeah. But the point being, like, it's a problem on its own. It ain't the Halloween a Snickers bar had fentanyl in it. That's bullshit. Right. They would get sued. Kisha says, hey, man. This gal says, I don't give out less than five stars. If I don't like content, I just don't follow. I don't hate listening. I enjoy y'all so much. Trust your recommendation. Nothing but love for you. Aaron says, preach. That's where that girl from TikTok. That's, where's that girl from TikTok with the notebook? Uh, Curly Nikki says, oh, my God. I forgot about Groupie Tales. That segment was the best. The outro music that Hayden do who will leave a comment. So good. Hayden is Terrell Jones. Soul Power says, that's motherfucking balls, brother. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Nichelle says, posting this quote. Okay, I done made it to posting this quote status. Let's go. Uh-uh, shit now. Moving on up in the world. Jay says, word. Show enough says, Sean, people always trying to hate the greatest just for clout. Y'all been killing the game forever. Keep your foot on their neck, says Keith. Jeff says, that's some sparkle there. Queen says, uh, that I'm here for this era of Rod talking his shit. You know, Sherry Maria is somewhere crying in the <laughs> in the shower being told she is, in fact, not the main character. Uh, Cynthia says, that's a bar explosions. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, where was my explosion sound effect? Uh, here we go. Yeah. Motherfucking bars. <laughs> Call him Rod the jeweler because he is dropping gems, says Leash. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I just want my props. Okay? <laughs> Giving everybody a little, little something to go off of. Uh, put it on a t-shirt, you know. Uh, the next episode was Achievement Unlocked. We had 10 comments on this. Ooh, y'all had something to say. You know, they keep saying like podcast listenership is going down, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The way you niggas are replying, I feel like it's going up over here. Yes, and we love it. Bokai says, Whoopi reminds me of a relative after I took a break from college and moved back home. She chastised me for not paying for school, having my own place, and working a job. I had to pull out a calculator and adjust everything she listed for inflation to show her it is not 1975 anymore. Come on. I'm not saying the home and 2.5 kids is impossible, but it's just significantly harder to obtain. Yes, sir. Langston says, I feel like you should get an achievement every time your direct deposit hits your bank account. Come on through. Carmen says the daring duo that got caught with the fireworks couldn't have had a better name. Stokes and Gun. It's like it's giving Hall and Oaks vibes. Riggs and Murtaugh. <laughs> they need a show. Yeah, Stokes and Gun does sound. Yeah, it's a gangster ass like couple. Um, and they were stoking the fires from from the fireworks. Come on. Keith says I think my biggest real life achievement unlock moment is when I wash and dry my clothes, fold them, and put them away in the same day. Child, yes, child, child. That you know what? That's our fucking rare achievement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> that's when a woman they be, they be like point oh nine percent of people in the world achieved this that's what the fuck that is uh keith uh keith goes on to say other ones remember to put gas in my car before i have to go to work the next day yes that's that that's another rare achievement be lying to yourself i'm gonna get up right the bitch no yeah you can be running on fumes <laughs> 
going to bed at a responsible time, which I'm failing to do right now, upright in this comment, and making the last car last payment on a car note, rare achievement sound. Yes, I, and the student loan, extra rare achievement. Obvious says about the housewives, I agree with Rod. Obviously, don't be racist. I don't watch the housewives, but I know that when you uh okay, when you wait, when you don't create drama as a cast oh when you don't create drama as a cast member you lose your gig mm-hmm. so it's a fine line between be messy but not too much mm-hmm. it is hair straighteners i believe in the chemical industry they will find a way to create less harmful products when they have to and the fda's job is to regulate the market for health reasons so they do exactly what they're supposed to uh, on generation bashing, I found it boring. The human race doesn't change so much in 30 years. Millennials are like 40 now. Stop it. Abia says, I don't see how the FDA is, uh, what they're doing is going to, can be seen as bad. Okay, it can have some negative effects, but in the end, it's good. They investigated and found problems with the stringing products. Uh, imagine them finding out and not acting if this got public. And also, it protects the people who deal with these products at work. They would be at high risk of getting harmed way more than their customers because of the high exposure to these products. Oh, straightening products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with it. And and as somebody who, you know, has had their hair straightened a lot longer than I've had my hair uh, natural, it is something about it. And as somebody who has a lot of black women around them and things like that, you know, when you start looking at these studies and statistics, like I said, m- most, not all, have like a family history, an aunt, you know, a cousin, you know, a friend, you know, some 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 form of, or you know ovarian cancer you know full of partial hysterectomy like something where you go okay like it's too many of us and generations of us going through this for this you know for it not to be related to something in, in our environment whatever it is and so i appreciate them doing it and making them raise the standards and the thing is uh it's not racist is caring about the people what will be racist is them not doing it what will be racist is them knowing this shit and and not saying anything about it. and also the thing about i guarantee you somebody black push this when you see this shit where it's like you know black you know something where, where it's like soul food day it's a lot of times it'd be black people pushing this shit nobody because a lot of times nobody else cares about this shit but us yeah, and I think, you know, on the fucking with black people scale, you can be fucked with by something that's actually ultimately a good thing just because it's like this was a thing in the first place, you mm-hmm. know? And it's and I think it's hard to think of hair care in the black community without thinking about, you know, cancers, ovarian cysts, um, fertility rates, maternal health. Like, it's attached to a lot of stuff. Obviously, colorism, black beauty standards, a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. And so I think that's why you catch people... Or that's why we feel a way, even if ultimately we think this is a good thing. Right. Abby also says, one more for the FDA. The chief scientist is a black woman since 2022. I looked it up. This seems to me like progress and also a possible explanation for why they are looking closer at products harming black women, especially. Right. She is not ignoring it anymore. I agree. Mm-hmm. Evie says, that Twin Flames documentary on Netflix was wild. There's another documentary that came out in October on Prime about this group that was also good and I recommend. I think the difference between the two documentaries is that the Prime documentary documentary focuses more on the two scammers and the netflix documentary focuses more on the victims but both pretty mind-boggling still don't understand how people are in a cult on zoom and those two weirdos convince people to transition when they weren't trans i just don't understand being that lonely yeah like i said cult things are so weird because i i i I look at the the human mind has to be to some extent uh, essentially like a computer like a machine Mm -hmm. 
And the same way you can like hack a machine, you can clearly obviously hack the human mind because why else would it it doesn't even make sense that cults exist. They always exist. They always get members. They always have like um people's money and stuff and that the programming is always basically the same, you know, starving people and and physical intimidation and stuff. So it's clear that it it's possible and and but I I have a I can't lie, I have a hard time not judging and maybe that's why um they get people. It's because we all think we're too smart. And of course, yes. nobody, maybe not, I shouldn't say nobody, but obviously there's a lot of people that aren't too smart that clearly fall for this stuff. Uh, and, and, and it's one of those things where, like you say, for a, a lot of people uh, and even some of the people that end up falling into the court into the cults lost some of those people some of the same people that were like it it could be me maybe so, not all the time but but yeah, but, I, but you know what so, can i know so, so i think that uh it's almost like uh cults and like scammers because they kind of fall in the same category to me everybody thinks they're above getting scammed until they got scammed they're like damn i'm the dumb one and it's like sometimes you know you might be more susceptible susceptible than others but you know people feel like they're they're everybody feel like they're exception to the rules until they're not eve thank you for writing in um and uh yeah they said loneliness is a uh literally the surgeon general says an epidemic so maybe that explains a lot uh and and the reason you don't feel that lonely is because you have us eve they didn't have us okay they're white they don't listen to podcasts like this and so they fell into a grift yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me, and maybe this is just my, like I said, my hypothesis, loneliness and anger, to an extent, go hand in hand. And so, you know, just like it's a, it's an epidemic of loneliness, you know, it's an epidemic of people being violent, you know, and people just, just, just having short patience and all that stuff. And that might, in my mind, have correlation with loneliness because when people are lonely they get sad and what's sad you know you talked about sad you know you're sad it's something that you're mad about but you don't know how to you know kind of express it and those those things are connected so it would not be surprising if these numbers kind of correlated with each other in some like a study would have to be done in some way shape form or fashion to be like hey dog this loneliness is kind of increasing this violence you know for some people because guess when people are lonely they go online so they then you next thing you know they they they're they, they hooked up with the four chans and the eight chans and all these chans and all this stuff and now that i went down another path that they probably may not have gone down if they were not lonely uh gina gates says i was listening to npr podcast about cozy games i remember karen was talking about them and was wondering if she could give a recommendation for a newbie thanks love the podcast as always and for cozy games i find out it depends on what you like so my best uh recommendation would be to go on to youtube and type cozy game reviewers there are tons of cozy game reviewers that you know cover all types of cozy games um there there are cozy games for farming there are cozy games for filming i mean me, me for farming there are cozy games for building it all depends on what you're into one of my favorite cozy games of all time is stardew valley it's a great kind of introduction to cozy games and once you kind of get into that i've realized that you will branch off into other cozy games i know they have like og cozy games that are kind of older than that 
Uh, but for me, that's that's a great one. And like I said, I did a cozy game playing, you know, with cats. So, you know, it varies into what you like and what you enjoy. And once you find your genre of cozy games, trust somebody is always coming out with something. Because like I said, I am the type of person and everybody is, is, is gets into different things. And on top of that, it took me a while to realize that I enjoy cozy games. Like, you know, I like I play all types of games, but it took me a while to realize like cozy games is my jam when I I play I personally when I play games I literally play games to tap out of reality you know I want something that's not real something that I can you know spend hours on particularly during the pandemic cozy games got me through the pandemic a lot yeah I knew it was gonna be Stardew Valley I could have answered that um the, <laughs> I'll just throw one more out there depending on what system you have I don't know if you're just using a phone or whatever but if you have a gaming system Farm Together is a great one, and I enjoy it, and you can play it online with other people. Um, the poll, was, oh wait, comments on YouTube. Let's check those out. Achievement Unlocked. We got four comments. Uh, Foul Dye says, I just hate how DoorDash is getting away scot-free while the drivers and customers look at each other with a bad eye. By making that garbage statement they made, they acknowledge that they have no aim to improve any of it and want the driver and customer to battle it out. I want their profits to be cut in to, uh, cut in to compensate the drivers. We already pay a higher base price than the walk in ma- me- the walk-in menu places mm-hmm. and minimal small order fees and service fees and delivery fees and tips. It's ridiculous already, and I hate how cold food is somehow and in any way an acceptable response for someone opting for a tip amount that the delivery driver think is not right. Screw these companies. Uh, Jinx Ford replied, Exactly. That's how corporate America works. All of us at the bottom end blaming and pointing our fingers at each other like Spider-Man meme. Meanwhile, the corporations have all the money. Now, to Rod's point, I'm still tipping if I'm doing delivery because I'm not trying to play with my food. I just calculate in the deli- that in the delivery fee in my mind ahead of time. Basically what I do. Yeah. And a lot of times I just go pick it up, too. Yeah, and also, I it took me a while. I didn't realize that that was a thing because you would go online and you'd be like, okay, these are their prices. Then you would, or, like, if you order through the app, you'd be like, oh, this is like 10% higher. Like, what is this? Yep. Um, I knew already, but, you know, it's also like a lot of times, too, you can look around at different apps. You don't have to just use DoorDash. And other apps are preferred by businesses and by drivers yeah. a lot of times. So, you know, DoorDash is convenient and all that stuff. And they but, do the most pumping of commercials. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, you know, whether it be a Grubhub or a Toast Tab or, mm-hmm. you know, there's all these, like, you know, different ones that – uh you know, a lot of times a restaurant will even, if you go to to the physical location, they'll have the ones that they use. So Yeah, up on the counter a lot of times. They'll be like, we prefer this or use this instead. Um, but, yeah, it says, uh, but I do think it's kind of messed up how we have to tip before getting a service. What, I, will I, what if I tip well and it's still cold when I get it? DoorDash might as well call, in, call it bribes at this point. Yeah. And also, like, sometimes uh, it's not, it's cold because of the necessity of it. Like, it could be cold outside. You know, I know I've had food delivered in New York. And it was fucking brick out there. And I was like, yeah, I might have to microwave this pizza when it get here. Right. That's okay. Yes, this motherfucker just rode across Manhattan in a bicycle. It's, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Zooming 35 miles an hour to get to me. It might be cold. The cheese ain't going to be all melting and shit. 
But Jinx will says, man, I found myself getting frustrated with Whoopi's comment, but shouts out to Karen for letting it all out for me. I came, I came out of undergrad at the good white school I was supposed to go to and was making peanuts while student loans were asking me for pistachios. Side note, Rand, I'm going back to saying Gen Y because I'm tired of the term millennial. It almost feels derogatory at this point when I hear it. And folks keep using it when most, when most of the time they're talking about Gen Z or younger, right? right. I'm much closer to 40 than I'm 30 and some millennials are already over 40 mm-hmm. we being grown uh, we grown being grown and been known how the world works right to Rod's point about the potential piece of validity of Woofy's statement I feel that I do see a contingent of people who tend to take the work exploitation too far in the other into the other direction and expect the jobs that jobs are supposed to do everything they determine they need for them. Like one story y'all covered a while ago that was something like one of the employees got fired because they repeatedly were coming in late, so their coworker quit in solidarity because they thought it was messed up. So when people see stories like that, I can understand the reaction, but I can't say that as most people, even in younger generations, because I don't have the numbers to back that up exactly and i think outrageous content like that is shared because it's outrageous Mm -hmm. right i think it's whack i think most of us watching that went that's ridiculous you can't be late to work every day and then act like you know the job needs to adjust to my lateness that there's a level of ridiculousness at some point that it should be confronted to like hey our our customers and everybody else needs somebody here at the time you agreed to be here for the money we agreed to pay you right that that's to me you know maybe people are trying to find the line to find content but to me that one's ridiculous but mm-hmm. that's can't be representative of everybody uh, it's got to be a small percentage by necessity or nothing would ever work right and most people need their jobs like 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 for a lot of people if they lose their second or third job they can't make ends meet like so most people are not quitting their jobs mm-hmm. mike tom willis writes in premium is absolutely worth it it's over hundreds of hours with top-notch content that don't miss thank you Thank you. Better add than we can do yeah, for it. Yeah, hundreds, probably thousands of hours by now, because y'all, it's a lot behind yeah, that it's paywall. Thousands. We, you know, we. I mean, you weren't wrong to say over hundreds, though. Mm-hmm. You weren't wrong. Yes, uh, you know, I was, I was just kind of, yeah. kind of letting people know, you know, if you, you know, thinking about, you know, doing that Black Friday, you are gonna open up. You're like, God damn, they've been working. Will Tim Scott's girlfriend stay with him after the loss? Yes, for a little while. Yes, they'll get married. Or no, the contract is up. The contract is up. 87% of people agree with Karen on our website that the contract is up. Mm-hmm. That and wasn't that real. There will not be <laughs> there will not be a re-upping of the contract. Mm-hmm. 84% agree. So it's almost the same on Spotify. Meanwhile, 5% of y'all think they're getting married. 8% on Spotify think they're getting married. And uh they're gonna stay together for a little while. 8% think they're staying together for a little while on our site. 7% on Spotify. The Q&A, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Because they tried to burn down that apartment, basically. And yes, they did. Valerie says, we don't need no water. Let that mother burn. Alumni says, shh, don't tell the Republicans. Just slowly ease out the door and they won't notice. Let them return to the dust from which they came. Oh, my. Ah! Raphael says, we got droughts in North Carolina, Atlanta, volcanoes in Iceland, Zoom coats, it's a sign. Time for a new hustle before this timeline is wiped out. Gonna pray to God for scams for guidance. I'll save us. 
Ernest says, please exit the venue quickly and calmly. The proper authorities have been notified. Uh, DL says, the hair relaxer lawsuit commercials have begun in Texas and L.A. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I didn't even think of that. Might about to get some class action up in here because if they if the FDA saying this shit is bad for you, well, who been using it for all these years? Black people? Yes, now that they've been using it on their children, something, something, you know, depending on the age, like super, super young, you know, they they are, you know, children like at five and six, you know, depending on the adults, they got relaxers smacked upside their heads. It's gonna be on be on the ad on they're gonna have as many commercials as those Camp Lejeune commercials. commercials. Mm-hmm. You got some Child. type of cancer? You ever been to Camp Lejeune? Don't get this money. Child, you don't see them commercials. Just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're about to see. Uh, the, uh, that naked Florida man look like an elf version of Zoolander, says James. Alicia says, I bet they got them fireworks from that shop across the state line in Alabama anyways. Was that a felt fire song you played after the banter segment? If so, what's the name? Oh, I don't remember, remember off the top of my head. Yeah, because Roger just kind of picks him, y'all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Felt 5 has several flame-ass tracks that we play on the reg. Yes. Um, go you, go check them out. Yeah. Um, black Capitalism, um, Fucking With Black People, uh, the Coronavirus Remix. Um, I mean, just just hit after hit after hit. Let's back and good, mm-hmm. like. Whole ass albums. Please go check them Very out. Very talented. Put mm-hmm. Felt Five wherever you listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Quee says, Auntie Whoopi clearly missed that some millennials are in their 40s and the world has been on fire since we've been alive. That There's been an epidemic every two business days since crack and AIDS hit. <laughs> not every two business days. Uh, 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 Sid says, I'm not really, I'm really not ready for World War Three. Uh, is this just what it's like to be an adult? Is this true? Is it or is this truly an unprecedented time? Because I don't want no more unprecedented nothing. Right? It's never good unprecedented shit, is it? Don't know. No. It's I, never bountiful. Like man, they ain't. Ne- it ain't never been this dope. <laughs> unprecedented times. Like you live in unprecedented times. Some shit is happening. Yes, it is. Some Not shit the good we ain't kind. never dealt with before, or if we dealt with with it before, it was hundreds, possibly thousands of years ago. Um, all right. Uh, we got one more episode. Let me play a little bit of music though, so that uh, I can put a commercial here, uh, at some point later. Um, and why am I not finding? Oh, there we go. Uh, here we go. last episode okay boomer episode 2804 mary says wow this was wow i'm 56 years old and been listening since 2016 and when i heard her email i was like what show is she talking about the only time i ever felt talked down to is when you denigrate the sugar grits people but i never felt like you dealt in ageism anyway i do feel bad for julie as it sounds like she's really going through it but still not a reason to vomit all that stuff on you all keep up the good work young folk (laughs) Thank you. Sean says, in Rod's defense, sugar grits are an atrocity that are likely a violation of the Geneva Convention. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. 
It's like if y'all want to listen to a show where they like maybe Nazis made some good points, then go find that show. But I'm never gonna side. <laughs> wrong with you? I'm never gonna side with the sugar grits people. Okay, they are the Nazis of grits eating, and uh, there will be no quarter given. Okay, y'all knew what was happening when y'all tried to listen to the show, which I thought I I didn't have any level of uh, discernment. Nice try. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, this is from, oh, I don't know this from, I copy paste it from an email. Rod and crew, you discussed early voting for elections in your local areas and it's important because we live in, un, because we live in unincorporated Cobb County, Georgia, which just turned blue in 2020. All the elections are for different cities within the county and not in general. My wife keeps asking if we should be voting and I have to remind her that because we are not part of a city, there's nothing for us to vote for on the ballot if they even give us a ballot. Also, not long ago, my wife and I attended a town hall meeting by a chairperson of the Cobb County Commission, a black woman, to hear her speak on the status of the county and answer Q&As. Well, let me tell you, MAGA whites never fail to disappoint. Chef's kiss. This white man came to the mic to ask a black woman what the county is going to do to stop this undertone trend of urbanization of the county. He wanted Cobb to stay Cobb and not become Atlanta and that that he moved to Cobb in 1986 because it was not Atlanta. <laughs> Mr. White flight and shit. Right. Well, she took a deep breath and asked the heading of the zoning committee, when did Cobb see his biggest explosion of residents? Uh, he told her it was in 1985, 1987 time frame. She looks back at Mr. Maggie and tells him he is the reason Cobb is growing so fast and becoming urbanized. You move here and want the same conveniences you had in Atlanta. Right! You increased all the neighborhoods being built and all the traffic on the roads. Nowhere in Metro Atlanta will not be the same because more and more people are moving to Metro Atlanta and moving further out for affordable housing and clogging up the roads with traffic. He sat back down and guess he didn't get his gotcha moment. Love the show as always. Thank you. That's very smart. EVE says, I've been a long-time listener, have supported this show. I usually agree with most everything you say, but the slander against Arby's is insane. Do you expect us Arby's lovers to just drop dead? They have the meats. That's what y'all going to drop dead from. <laughs> from all the meats. The meats. Abby says, you said nothing bad about older people. When generations are fighting each other, the super rich who are getting richer every year are winning. No, no one is looking at them. Trump is over 70. Do we have to be nice to him now because he's older too? Yeah, I mean, look, Whoopi was just wrong. I don't agree with what she said. I didn't think we were mean. Uh, this uh, this episode may seem just like mean and petty, but I don't I don't think we were being mean. Um, it was annoying, so it might have got you know to a point where it's upsetting to have someone, anyone, uh, but especially like a fan that's been listening for a while that you know, like to just to to just. I mean, I don't, I can't think of another way to say it other than lie, because we just didn't say it. And I and you know, going back to play the the stuff to show like we didn't say that to me was kind of needed, you know. Right. Uh, Katrina says Julie was definition of being triggered. She went off on y'all about the disappointment of her life and couldn't see how much she had in common with the plight of millennials. Low key, I think as a boomer, she's ashamed to even share a financial plight with millennials. Yeah, it could be, man. I know the stuff she talked about, taking care of her parents, working all those hours at her age. I mean, like I said, I, I know it's easy to just, you said something about us that we didn't say, and then all of a sudden we're just yelling and, and saying fuck you and stuff. And and look, a lot of podcasts would have absolutely just did that and, or, or sent some snarky reply back. But 
I, I, I like, I, I feel empathy for her because that that's tough. And yes, it is. All of us are getting older. If if you know God willing, and if you get to a certain age, you're gonna have to go through some of this shit. You might be taking care of a parent. You might be working uh, longer than you expected to work. You know, you might lose shit due to whatever things that happen in the world, all these catastrophes and stuff. So, like, I don't know. There's a level of empathy I feel for her. There's a level of empathy I feel for even rich ass will be Goldberg when she be talking like that. Because the thing... We talk up a lot of shit to money, but you ain't got to have money to think like Whoopi thinks. Right. That, like, hey, this is really about how y'all, this generation doesn't work hard. There's a lot of people that aren't rich that think that about the generations younger than them. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I, 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 yeah, you know, I was, I was a, fan, a, a friend had DM me to be like, man, y'all was going off. And, I mean, we was going off. And it was like, you know, you was so mad. And I was like, man, I actually hate to hear that, even if it's true. Because I didn't get on the mic with the goal of like I'm gonna get mad at this woman because that's not the that was not my goal. It but it is angering anytime we do this show and we do it with so much context and so much discussion and nuance. Anytime somebody says basically fuck everything you said, I took it this way. It it, it can make you upset. Yeah, and the thing is particularly when it is things that we did not say that that's the thing if yeah. we said and it was in context and you disagree like i say this is a feedback show most people that listen to this show know we don't mind like we don't right. mind people write up here all the time and be like well i disagree with you and this is the way i look at it, and this is the way i view people write and disagree with us a lot but but it's one of those things between that and you saying you said things that you did not say like that like that like you know for for uh people who like for us talk for a living and we got actual recordings of what we actually said. It's ain't no he says, she says things. We actually can go back and play the words that came out of our mouths. We like, no, that is not true. And that's the part that's anger inducing. You heard what you wanted to hear and not actually what we said. It's okay to hear what we said and disagree. Completely understand that. But it's different between you you hearing something and you making a reality that's not the reality that actually happened that time. Yeah. And and, and uh even if we make shit look easy uh i know as far as the person that coordinates the show and the topics i'm very thoughtful yes and so even stuff that you think like you there's stuff that some of y'all just think oh he just doesn't make that kind of joke or he doesn't think that's funny it's like no i made a choice not to make that joke i made a choice to not bring up certain topics on our show it's it's important to me and one of those things is ageism and i'm not like a huge like i'm not trying to I don't, like i'm not trying to like i wouldn't be making this point if it wasn't for this for this episode mm -hmm. but we we don't really participate in that like mm -mm. we and i'm not saying there's nothing funny i i want to get old it's it's definitely funny getting older yes. laugh at everything in life even if you yeah, get cancer yes. there's something funny about that shit but and it's but this idea of like we're one of these shows that you know think old people should just go and die and shit we're not and i know there's a lot of podcasts that actually are like that yes sir. especially political podcasts on the left yes. like and, and, and it's one of the things i vehemently disagree with the left a lot of left people about their whole thing is like you supposed to just get old stop caring and go die and at the end of the day it's like if i'm still breathing and i can do the job i'm gonna fucking try to do it and if you don't want me to beat me yeah, that's the thing. That I'm, beat I'm, me. I'm this not, whole like activist got to get old and retire. Who says? 
Right. What, I don't care about black people no more because I turned 70? No, I I do care, and I'm going to continue working as long as I can help them. And if you don't like the way I do my thing, you are welcome to start your thing because can't nobody stop you. And and often it's a substitute for the fact that these older folks put in the time and the effort and the work, and they don't just fold. And, right. and I watch too many young people come up, especially in the last 10 years, but specifically after um, – Mike Brown, I watched a lot of activists slide their ass right back home. And I'm not being, I'm not saying they don't have a right to do it. Right. But they talked a lot of shit about yes. every other activist yes, they did. that is still in the game and was in the game before them on their way up and down. So you've been back at the crib for a minute now, but I'm supposed to be mad at Al Sharpton or somebody. Like, nah, man, just it, get in where you fit in and all that stuff but i'm not part of the push the old people out crowd so yeah. i don't even fuck with that and, and i'm not either and also the the thing that bothers me uh particularly for a lot of people on the left is people pick and choose on who they consider who's too old like 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 i think that's what killed me yeah. too because y'all you know a lot of them bash joe biden but you got motherfucking bernie and you got all these other niggas that be out there i've never heard people come out and say bernie's too old to goddamn run like also like it's the like they a hammer that shit the thing for me is that it becomes a substitute for I don't want to try. Right. And that's what bothers me in these cases because there is there are mechanisms to get what you want right there. But if your whole thing is, I just think even though you won your office fair and square, Nancy Pelosi, you need to just step down. Well, nigga, I stepped down when I feel like it. Right. Because I won and the people voted for me and they wanted me to do this job. You had a chance to run. You had a chance to bridge coalitions and build, galvanize uh, the will of the people. You stayed home or you typed on Twitter or you did whatever, but you didn't beat your feet and meet everybody at their doorstep. So now look at you. I'm supposed to just give it to you? No, because at the end of the day, when it's time to fight for these rights, you know who else is never going to give you shit? The Republicans. Right. They're never going to be like, well, I guess out of shame, I should step aside. So I need some fighters in there. And if a fighter is 80, then that's a motherfucking fighter I'm rolling with. If that's Because they the one that's fighting the hardest. Right. And, and the thing is, for a lot of these people, when Republicans take shit, they don't give shit back. What about that, don't people understand? When they take shit, they got a motherfucking goddamn death grip on it, and they will not take it back. So while you doing this bullshit and not fucking fighting, if somebody's 80 and 90 is goddamn fighting, I am pushing their back and saying, go, bitch, go, and looking at and stepping right over your ass and being like, well, fuck you. You're not fighting. You're rolling over. You're, you're rolling over and saying, I'm not doing shit. Looking at the system like the system is broken when you don't want to participate in the system. System, get the fuck out of my face um all right the the comments on the youtube uh dr nam says rod and karen are big assistant on things they say of, on certain topics ageism is one of them i call in the question her saying that she's been a regular listener for 10 years and is a supporter obviously not if you got offended by something they didn't say are you really listening ma'am well i mean i, I she's a real person real supporter um like I don't doubt that from Julie. You know, we all have off days. Right. You know, like I said, I, this has happened before with the show where it seemed like everything was cool with a person. They love us. They love our jokes. They love our show. And literally it can be one thing and then they decide, not saying this is what Julie did, mm -mm. just saying this is what other people have done. Right. They decide we're literally horrible, scum of the earth people that were never whatever the fuck and we've always been terrible 
And honestly, like, that's just the hazard of doing this job. And it and people are going to do that. And, you know, I guarantee you those people are in their own lives uh, dealing with whatever the fuck they dealing with. Like, it ain't it, it's, it's never just us anyway. Uh, another person says it looks like Bate to Carlton, maybe. R&K, how art thou both? I have missed you guys. Sound like Julie need to find solace. Uh, with a last name like Goldberg, I wonder about her anti-Semitism. I, I don't even, I don't even, what's her last name, Goldberg? I don't remember that. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I must have missed some things. Uh, Jay Full says, these receipts are longer than CVS. Mel says, I enjoy Petty the Blackout Tips. Do you know how many times I listen to Ain't No Fun when the rabbit got the gun? Premium people know. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, literally years, and I try not to be in that mode, to be honest. And I really didn't think I, we went too far, but it's it's all in response to what people do. I, I You know, we've had people do some, some wild shit, and uh, mm-hmm. let's just say I did some wild shit back, because fuck that. Uh, but if it's just somebody disagreeing with our opinion, that's fine. Just keep it facts. That's all. Also, Karen listening to the clip and not in an agreement like she's never heard it before. She like this motherfucker spitting, says Jay Full. <laughs> My mom says excellent response to Julie's email. The factual recorded response to Julie's chef kiss. I would like to give Julie a hug. Love, peace and blessing and kindness to Julie. Is that? Yeah, exactly. man. Yeah, like I have compassion. I don't yeah. have no anger towards julie i know we don't know her and she right you know it's always sucks when the first time you hear from somebody is like something they're gonna say that is negative or something because and it's not their fault but it's just i'm a human i'm gonna remember this our first interaction forever and it starts on a bad note you know but mm-hmm. um I don't know. It felt like she was going through a lot of stuff and in, in some levels of pain dealing with that stuff and just maybe took it out on us or took it out on this idea of us that is not what we said. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, polls. Were we too mean to older generations on our last podcast? 98% people say no. 2% say yes. Um, maybe that's Julie. Uh, you <laughs> never know, right? I don't know who the 2% is, but I mean, I think if 98% of people are saying one thing, maybe think about your position and it's the same percentage on Spotify, mm-hmm. um, which I'll take if 2% of y'all just can't take it. That's cool. I don't think we were that mean. Um, and I think honestly being in response to the Whoopi Goldberg shit, you would be expecting us essentially to say, it's okay to say what Whoopi said and we should say nothing back because she's older. And it's not. And uh, you'll never get that from me. Mm-mm. Um, And let's see, uh, Q&A was, uh, your feelings don't determine our facts. That I, That's a true statement and I will uh, forever believe in that. It took me getting older and going through things and being gaslit over the years and being love bombed and all these other things and just just you know and just fucking up my reality that now I know what my reality is and I hold on to it with my dear life you will not alter it you will not change it you will not make me feel like my reality is not mine because you have created a different timeline and a different reality than me I will not participate in your shenanigans yeah just having dealt with people in my real life that have done this level of like gaslighting or you know 
like basically inferring shit that I never said, that's enough for me to 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 be like, let's get the receipts because I I pride myself on the fact that I'm straight up and honest with folks, and I try not to be mean about it, but just be flat footed honest. And if people, so when someone tries to say I said something or make something up, it's gonna always bother me because I'm like, now if I felt that way, I just say it. Right. Like I'm not afraid of you. If I had those feelings about older folks and I believe that shit, I would just say it because who gonna do? Who gonna check me? Who, uh, but the point is, I go out of my way to not be like that. So let's let's now let's look at these receipts. Um, but yeah, we got replies. I'm 58. I've never heard you speak on ageism. I don't blame you for taking up for yourselves because that criticism was underserved. Love you guys. Thank you, Digel. Thank you. Uh, M. Nicole says, not at all. Portia says, yeah, she was deep in her bag of delusions because none of that was what she accused y'all of actually happened. Jane says, you can thank the trash-ass 80s Reagan era for creating this economic wage gap between generations. It's so easy for Whoopi to make those generalizations when she's in her privileged position. Typhlosion says, I really like what when y'all said everything you don't like about the next generation is your fault. Five stars. Because mm-hmm. you're the generation that raised them. Myra says, great response. Seemed like Julie was projected and heard what she wanted to hear. She's struggling, so therefore millennials should too. But newsflash, we all out here struggling. Wishing Julie the best. Mm-hmm. Bokai says, as a millennial, the only mentality I'm against is I went through it, so you should too. Right. People who learn, lean into that culture argument often ignore inflations or to an insulting degree. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne says, I'm Gen Z and my feelings are everything when it comes to choosing a job. Sad to hear people put words in y'all's mouth. Rod is right and Karen be knowing. Uh, Raphael says, just when I was trying to work in a new scam, someone that messed the whole mood up now, guess I'll try next week or I could call and attempt my own complaint and get a whole episode dedicated to me. Yes. <laughs> June says, feeling and opinions have nothing to do with facts. Facts and facts are fixed and not flexible. This is why people hate facts. Carrie says, facts over feelings always, hopefully forever. Phoebe says, I'm 62, a late bloom, bloom, a late boomer, early Gen X. I haven't heard you say anything ageist at all. We are all just trying to muddle through. We're all in this together except for the 1%. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Alicia says, I think Julie was already on the edge from talking to other people and took it out on y'all. Because ain't no way she's been a listener for 10 years and heard, quote unquote, what she heard. Molly says, funny how boomers benefited from the policies of the previous generation, such as Medicaid, Civil Rights Act, and EOA. But the reverse of those policies had no impact on millennials. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you're also talking to depend on your age, a certain generation, and in some cities and counties and municipalities, school used to be free in some places. Like like you literally could go to school, get a full ass degree, and not and just it was free. Like you know you didn't have to in pay. college. Mm-hmm. And yeah, college used to be free. Okay, uh, uh, years ago, and um, and because they kind of talked about this, and they was back to Reagan. Who was they? Uh, I was at the NPR, and they was oh, talking okay. about. Uh, the policies and why school, why the cost of school has gone up, and particularly in California, and particularly during the Vietnam, they said a lot of college students had the time to protest and all that shit too, and go out here and be angry about the wars. So they basically decided to start charging 
for school and shit like that to strap people down with debt so that people would not have the time to actually be out here protesting and shit like after they got out of school and things like that and so they was like hey we'll, we're gonna start charging people for school so they can't you know put like almost like a barrier so mm-hmm. you can't come here and spend your time and protest and fuss about shit you know because mm-hmm. college students have this all this free time on their hands that normally adults that go to a nine to five don't have so in particularly in california i don't know about the rest of the states they actually passed a law where they started like charging because it used to be absolutely positively free but that's where they came in with with the, because the states used to cover it mm-hmm. you know and so you talk about a generation who went to college doctors lawyers and shit like this who didn't have to pay a fucking dime or if they did it was very low turning around and looking at somebody that's what i talked about before who has like five hundred thousand six hundred thousand close to a million dollars in debt talk well, about what's wrong with you so we don't know that Whoopi did that but or or like julie or whatever but yes it's like that's the whole problem with macro versus micro like make like because what happens matter of fact i'm glad you said that because what that means what and i think what i see happening when it's your generation it becomes micro by which i mean i did this i went through this hardship i had to deal with blank when it becomes another generation, it gets the macro. Y'all are benefiting from this. You don't want to work hard. You don't. It's so like I think that's why you'll always end up losing out on the perspective because if you micro these young kids and ask them about their problems, they got real problems. Yes, they do. You know, and and I'm, I keep saying young kids, but millennials are like my brother. Right. Like like three years younger than me. That's not this crazy like young people thing. So, uh, Sid says, uh, wait, Jeff says very disturbing, a bit frightening. How much that person completely read something else into what you guys are saying? She has issues and needs help. If you ask me, uh, she could just be going through some shit, man. It happened, dog. It happened. Uh, Sydney says she did way too much. I really hope she hears the play by play, but also the play by play, Petty is truly unmatched. <laughs> we <laughs> says judy and whoopie if julie julie and whoopie wowing at a as a millennial the world has been on fire since we got here crack aids desert storm 9-11 afghanistan war climate change 45 as potus great recession etc give us a break and an angry emoji um all right that's everything for the comments on the episode we still have more segments to go we got a uh, course uh doing it for the gram <laughs> all right doing it for the gram i'm trying to keep these related to the show okay uh because it's whatever we talked about that week um and this week was what achievement would you love to unlock in your life? Come on through. I know this was good, Chad. And we had, uh, you know, Achievement Unlocked with a little graphic. You know, me stepping on Karen's head as we go into <laughs> a pipe, a Mario, Super Mario pipe. I don't know why my emoji, Bitmoji looks so happy, but he must have been having a time in his life. <laughs> Apparently so. Stepping on a woman. One of them Puff Daddy <laughs> Bitmojis. <laughs> right. I, I didn't have a choice guys it, i couldn't switch us out uh terry says i just want to finish this master's degree miss barnes says the relationship achievement uh the i found my partner that i love achievement okay i'll see you sis speak it speak it uh more olivia says same miss barnes same okay 
Uh, Cap said, Captain Ingenuity says marriage again, but this time healthy and happy. Well, look at the people above. Try to reply. Uh, Cat <laughs> Style says the weekend vacation home level. Yes, that's the hardest one to achieve. Chad, that's extra rare. El Belange says, I would love to learn to drive. I wasn't allowed to in my younger years due to epilepsy, so I missed the young adult window of learning. I've been seizure-free for years, but it remains on my when I have time list. Imagine the places I would go if I had wheels. It's exciting, but my need for downtime between hectic schedules supersedes my desire to drive. My city public transport system is a joke, but luckily I can walk to most spots I need to be. Mm. Yeah, and you're never too old. Yep. Uh, to learn how to to drive uh my, my mama she's not driving right now but prior to her uh, uh stopped driving uh, a friend of hers an older lady uh was like wanted was driving and uh she was like really scared and so my mama basically was like hey we're gonna get you out here driving because you know you you actually become a new driver even though you're not quote-unquote 18 it's just the experience with driving and I love to drive. Uh, I don't drive now because I make Roger. But, you know, overall, like, if I wanted to go out and do something on my own, I actually enjoy doing I it. I mean, you drove to get your, your massage. You drive. Yeah, yes, yes. And so it's one of these things, particularly. You just wanted to, to show the world that you make me drive. That's all. <laughs> I, I, want, I, want to, I want to flex on y'all. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I do apologize. Uh, I think that uh, for a lot of people, particularly if you live in the cities where it's not required, you know, I could see you being like it's not that important, but places like here, you actually have to know how to drive. And it's a generational thing because they're a younger generation now. A lot of them don't have a desire to drive. Like they talked about that. They talked about how you have a lot of younger people that go, I'll just Uber everywhere. And shit well, like also, that. you don't have to know how to drive here. We have great public transportation in Charlotte. You can catch a bus. You can get like now there's some rural places you really have to drive. Like, yes. Just it ain't a choice, you know. But you know, there's a lot of cities, you know, major cities like a, a, a Cleveland or something it, like that. It, where it take a while to get there, but yes, yeah, you, yeah, it's fine. It's slower than driving yourself, but mm-hmm. it can be done, and it's not that inconvenient compared to like. If you out in, I don't know, Rockingham or some shit, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's different. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes, yes, yes. Because there's some cities that don't have public transportation at all. So I'm with you on that one. A healthy marriage and children, says Isorar. Uh, feeding these damn kids three times daily because really this feels excessive <laughs> right that's what i be saying to Karen like damn you gotta eat every day yes every oh day, my god my i gotta cook multiple times what's happening <laughs> flu diddy says zero debt uh s jones too says camping in the alaskan wilderness oh now that sounds like an actual video game achievement a lot child yes uh me Mimi 1ko sunshine says I cleaned before a trip so I could come home to a clean house. That's a, that is an achievement a lot. Mm-hmm. J. Del Negro says, having some of my art hanging in a museum. I hope you get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flicks, what if I say that? And then I click on this page, all the artists like swastikas and shit. I'm assuming you make dope art, Jay. Okay, so I'm just going to give you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flicks Chick, he said, Flixy Chick. Uh, oh, wait, Flicks Chicky. Oh, that's how you say it. Flicks Chicky says, Owning a dope little house achievement, and I and I guess paying off my college debt. Well, maybe maybe Biden will take care of that for you. Uh, more Olivia says, owning my own place or property somewhere, anywhere. Dan- Be careful what you wish for. Danica says, I would like to publish one of my poems in a real lit mag. I hope you get that, Danica. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for that achievement. Shout out to all these. This turned into affirmation, Tate. Mm-hmm. Layla says, hitting the gym four times a week. 
I'll listen, it's easy. Drive to the gym, punch that thing in the wall, go back home. Uh Mary <laughs> says, Mary says enough money for a ponytail facelift at sixty. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. I know Mary live on the West Coast, so it's a whole different type of pressure yeah. with the face and the skin yeah, situation. I, yeah, I don't even know what that is, baby. Yeah, we don't we don't have that in Charlotte. Now, I'm not saying we don't have plastic surgery, but, but the pressure yeah. of even thinking about facelifts at 60, it's, yeah. it's not here. Yeah, I know what a ponytail is, but I don't know what the ponytail facelifts and new shit. Soul Substance says, have some dang money and start my yoga meditation in the mornings, also journaling every day. Uh, Miss Crystal says the seven figures achievement. I hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow, when I want to, says conquer my fears of flying bridges and little people. Well, two of those sounded more reasonable than the the other. <laughs> 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 One was like a type of person, which I'm like, I don't know about. I mean, I hope you do accomplish though getting over that fear because that's very irrational uh <laughs> most jays rode in a sitting says bocock well that sounds like guinness book of records type of thing yes osipa says i would love to be on somebody's tour retainer as my as their personal massage therapist uh chief steve says just want my daughter to grow up and talk about me like rod talks about his pop trying to raise a daughter uh eve says winning the lottery uh that's definitely a hard achievement uh, people replied that they want that. Uh, Glam Babies eighty eight says passing my medical coding exam, buying my first home for my family and marriage slash life partner. Uh, Les Miserables says a consistent professional acting career or a rescue pet ranch. I like the, the versatility. Why not Come both? On. Why not both? Why not both? You can do it all. We believe in you. Having a job that I really enjoy. One million miles traveled safety and security for my child when she becomes an adult can that be one hard mode without being a billionaire no that can't really be one but sure (laughs) i wanted you to pick one achievement you can unlock for yourself i don't think you can achieve that that's that's just like life right not even billionaires can achieve that uh getting out of bed after the first alarm Ooh, good luck yeah that's mine that is that is literally mine okay you know what can i'm gonna help you with that achievement no Ooh, thank no, you. no i'm gonna help no nah, i'm glad you brought it up that's yours no thank you oh so now you lying so it's not yours <laughs> no. you don't want to unlock it no on my own like like no, I, I want to help you no. I, my our goals are to help each other no nope. you said personal achievements you didn't say a group effort achievement that's completely I say, different no it said what achievement would you love to unlock in your life nope. it didn't say personal mm-hmm. or not group mm, 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 the nope. group go, we here for each other Karen. Nope, this is what partnership need. is <laughs> a financially not. stable achievement will come in clutch right now short term i'm putting a turkey on the smoker for thanksgiving so i'm shooting for the didn't fuck up the turkey achievement that's a good one mm-hmm. so that's a tough one uh <laughs> that's la- a rare one <laughs> lastly paying off my credit cards girl you me same mm-hmm. uh all right that's it for uh doing it for the gram uh, let's get into uh, some of these voicemails. All right, there's a lot of these. Um, we may in the future have to switch it to you just get one because you know some people call back and if it's gonna be eight people calling then basically 
even if eight people called and only left one, that still would be 16 minutes of the show. So we may have to reduce it to just you can only get one try at this. Uh, but let's start with the first one from my girl, Sierra. Wow. Karen Rod, this is Sierra. All them track pink, bitch with mini job. I'm on my way to work now. Let you know me to do this testament. You need to clear up when it's off. I just got finished. You know, long time, you know, long time listener, long time, love it. You know, everybody say long time, long time. But, um, I don't know how this what this what quality is on it, but I hope y'all can hear me. But I wanted to say I just finished my second listen of the Drake Domania episode, the last one about Ida B. Well, was me and Rod like to call it Ida Bay Well. Hey, all right, I'm weird. Parasocial relationship jumping out. I almost cried. Because I remember Rod reading that book, purchasing that book, finishing that book. I have been well before in my life. And I remember him talking about this book so much that I was like, I got to buy this for my son. I'm like, I'm, Ryan, I'm like your mama. Oh, you got some time off? You can read. I'm that, I'm that mama. He's like, Mom, this race is my side. Read. <laughs> so, um, I remember you talking about this book and saying, like, yo, this shit should be a movie. This shit should be a docu-series. Like, her life was wild. Like, and you got me interested in how she was, like, beefing, like, with people and fuck, it's fuck Susan B. Anthony all day. Like, oh, my mama, her, her, her grand, her great, 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 great grandchildren can get it. To right. fully listen to you. She got cut off. Going to the next one. Mm-hmm. My bad. I was. I said I'm only gonna call and leave my voicemail, but then I'm gonna make it get emotional. You bring them back. Yes, I voted yesterday. Sidebar. I voted yesterday. Democrat. Phil Hernandez and Angelia Johnson. I my Angelia was actually in my voting space. Shout out to her. I shook her hand and everything. I said thank you for allowing me to get abortion. Cause abortion. But anyway. Embarrassed out of my mama. But anyway, talk ADD. Yo, listening to you, listening to Drake Domaniacs, the story of Ida B. Wells, right? Listening to a dream realized, a thought realized. I don't even know if you fucking remember saying that on the podcast because y'all have a million fucking episodes. When you was like, yo, her fucking story needed to be a docu-series, we done to be a movie, because she was a gangster. And you portrayed it as being well so fucking bad. So amazing. Bad meaning good, because I'm black. This shit was so crazy. I got emotional, because I'm like, yo, you said you wanted to do something about the story of Ida Bay Wells, and you did it. Then you got your wife. <laughs> Can't 
Like, I know how much that meant to you, Rob. You did your fucking thing. Karen, you did your big one. You did your big one. No crumbs. <laughs> you can't listen to it again because the shit was fire. She called back. This is the last one. Mm-hmm. Just had to say that. And I'm going to let my son listen to all these bitches. And I'm about to suggest it in his history class. Because I'm, I'm, you know, I got it in with his teachers because I be on the air. It's like, right, right. He's a black man <laughs> in Virginia. So I ain't got the fucking time. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm going to be suggesting this to his teachers and his virtual homeschool. Yo, you just tap into a new view of history, a new way of teaching our history, bro. Definitely take the semester to Black History Month and the parent-teaching meetings for the get the kids, bro. I'm so proud of y'all. Like, I don't even fucking know y'all, but I know hmm. y'all. So fucking proud. So fucking proud. And you got me testing the Michael Harriet. I just read this article for the Grio about how to be black and support Palestine without looking crazy. Mm-hmm. That's not the title of it, but you know I'm black. Mm-hmm. That's where I, that's what the I saw was. it. I saw it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I fucking love y'all. I'm so fucking proud of you, Rod. That fucking, no. Karen, big one. Daddy. All right, I'm going to start talking now. Uh, thank you. Thank um, you, baby. Only thing I want to clarify, I didn't write the Ida B. Wells one. I was in on the like pitch meeting and all that stuff. I pitched my ideas with it. Um, but like Michael also loves Ida B. Wells. Um, like I, I during that meeting, I like uh I remember like that was one of the things we were able to like really see eye to eye on was like, okay, we both love her. Um and that rap battle thing, that was his idea from the jump like that was one of the ones where like when they were pitching stuff at the beginning some of them it was like everybody do their research come back and pitch what you would do but that one felt like michael had a really strong idea of what he wanted to do with this so the rap battle thing was all him that was very tough to write four different people wrote scripts for that i didn't write any scripts for the ida b wells one um i had written by that point i had written so many i don't even think i I, I don't even know if I had it in me to write another script, but um, but I liked the scripts. Like, mm-hmm. when, even when they had four of them, I was I, like, it was funny because they would be like, well, what do you think we should change? I'm like, oh, it's just kind of dope to me. But, um, you know, but I'm that's just my opinion. Other people have different stuff they contribute. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time it was done, it was in a really good place. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've, already given you the details of how we recorded Karen's part mm-hmm. and stuff so I won't harp on that too much just to save time uh, but thank you thank you uh, and yeah it made me feel great to be part of that period just cause I, I love Ida B. Wells and I, I felt like yeah she she need her own everything movie everything um, alright next one's from Tanisha from BK Brooklyn good morning Rod and Karen, uh, this is Tisha G in Brooklyn. It is, um, well, I don't even have my glasses on. I can't even tell what time it is. <laughs> it's early, and I was calling because I wanted to give y'all a uh, review of Jake Maniacs. I heard the other day, I'm behind on my shows. I'm going to say that right now because life is lifing right now. But I am a bit behind, but I did listen to the most recent feedback show, and y'all were talking about Drake to Maniacs, and I was like, you know what, let me tell them about that show. 
That show has been so fantastic. And the reason why I say that is because I bought a book called 1001 African-American Facts. No, it's like 1001 Facts Every African-American Should Know. And I bought it to read to my son because I was like, I need you to learn about our history. And I need you to learn about our history in a way that you're not going to learn in school. Now, he's Alpha Jim. So, you know, they got an attention span of like three seconds. So he was not, we didn't get like a quarter through the book. He wasn't feeling it. But he heard me listening to an episode of Drapes and Maniacs one day. And he was like, I, we got all the way to the end of it. And he was like, Mama, can we do another one? And I was like, yes. And we ended up binging like four or five of them in a row. And then it was like, the thing about it is, is that he loves that show. And the fact that he loved, my child is very particular. The fact that he loved that show and he loved how engaging it was. It mm-hmm. pulled him in so quickly. Right. It had the history. It had the comedy. It had the music. You could hear, like, you could see and listen. Like, you could visually see it as you're listening. Mm-hmm. The stories being told. And it was so engaging. And, oh, damn, I think I'm running out of time. Hold on. Let me call back. Whew. <laughs> and she did call back. Hey, Rod and Karen, it's Tanisha G again. Um, let me wrap this on up. So, um, what I was saying was the thing about Drapes and Maniacs that I really love is that it's giving you that history, that often unknown history that you're not going to just find anywhere. Right. And I think that what's so essential about it is the amazing artistry and the comedy that goes into it because comedy really has gotten black ass people through mm-hmm. this life here on earth. It has been for me personally in my life, it has got me through so many things and it allows you to see how resilient we are, how amazing we are, how important we are. That show is everything. So when I didn't even know they had podcast awards, but for sure Y'all need to get y'all flowers because that show, I can't wait to listen to the last episode today. It, it's amazing. So all I'm saying is thank you for the recommendation. Y'all always got good recommendation because y'all don't just be putting your names everywhere and doing everything. So thank you. It's an amazing show. And I hope you get a second season. Wish you the best. I'm going to try to listen today. Take care. Bye. Oh, man. Aww. That is so nice. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And that's honestly, man, like that's exactly the kind of thing I was hoping for. To know that there's, you know, a black kid out there that may not have been reached by other means of trying to relay our history. And our, the thing we did was a thing that that worked is so wonderful because I feel like, at least to me, the people working on this project, it, we try to create something that we wish was there when we was, you know, in our formative years and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you, y'all already know I'm a huge black history nerd and, and, and all that stuff. So, you know, I've always kind of disliked this idea that like, we just should stop making these movies and stories and, and TV shows because some people might feel bad and stuff. And right. I've always said, man, if you put it in our hands, we'll, we'll put it in the right hands. The, it's the stories of heroes and, and they're aspirational, but they're fun and they're human and they're relatable. And the work that the, the team did, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of work went into that stuff. And it's very, very hard to make, which is why I think you don't see 
necessarily the best versions of it all the time or why it's just very hard to make and we didn't necessarily have the things that other people that are going to win podcast awards and get nominated for have like we didn't necessarily have the the gigantic money backing and promotion and everything that you see other places we once again as black people had to make shit work with our own ingenuity so uh man it, it made me emotional hearing that but but thank you because because that, that's exactly what i was hoping would happen yeah and i am your baby is me and me is your baby because it's one of those things to where uh for me as somebody who some of these people i knew but majority of these people you have i'm i can speak myself i never heard of before in my life and so for me just the way like you said it grabs you the music the talking is black they don't try to sugarcoat nothing they hit you with facts and at the end you have learned a lot of information in a very short period of time and informations that are facts and so it's like really neat because it kind of causes you to be like, you know what? Let me go read some other shit about this person that I may not have known. I can speak for me personally, where if you kind of bombard me with like, like you say, with the books and things, I will read them. But for some people, it's kind of a turnoff. This is an inter- it's almost like you whatever it takes to get them there, be it reading to the podcast, the podcast to the reading Whatever it takes to 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 make this shit link, do it. Uh, next one's from Miss Barnes. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is Miss Barnes. Um, I want to apologize. I sound a little under the weather. I got sinus kind of stuff going on, and I'm also late. I'm always late. But I wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for recapping The Walking Dead for uh-huh. us. I remember in 2018, whenever it was first suggested to me to start listening to y'all, and I was going through the list, and I'm like, I don't know where to start, but it caught my eye that y'all recapped The Walking Dead, and so I was like, oh my God, yes, and then when I started listening, and I'm like, these are the recaps that I have needed (laughs) for The Walking Dead, so that was 2018 when I first started listening to the recaps all the way to 2023, whenever you just finished on November the 1st. I want to say again, thank you so very much. And yeah, that was me that sent the news article. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it, though. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It just, it was just the perfect thank you gift for giving us such wonderful insight into a show that I love quite dearly. So again, thank you so very much. Uh, Aw, another voicemail. Have a good day. Oh, thank you, baby. Uh, I was messing with you, giving you a hard time, but yeah, it, I, I appreciate y'all for being like, please, please do, and we appreciated it. We were like, yes, this is why we do it because we actually love the show too. Here's a she left another voicemail after that. Mm-hmm. Hello again, Rod and Karen. This is Miss Barnes. Speaking of being late, I also wanted to say thank you so much for having. Fantastic Frankie on the podcast because I started following her and she has absolutely done the most wonderful review of the final episode of Attack on Titan. Mm. And it's like, I already love her IG. She is hysterical and she is very spot on. 
but she was really, truly on the point with her reviews and final takes or final, um, I can't think. It's the medicine. <laughs> I'm medicine drunk right now. Um, her review of the final episode of Attack on Titan. But at some point, I would love to know what y'all think about it. And is it going to be exclusively on the Nerd Off? Or is this mm. going to be something that is part of the banter? We don't know. But I'm just wondering if that be the case. I need to make sure that I keep an eye out for it. I need to know what y'all thought about that final episode. So anyway, again, have a lovely day and stay safe out here. Yeah, we, we still waiting on the dub, but yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll come up somewhere, whether it be nerd off or banter, but yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yeah, for when sure. they do that dub, we trust we we been checking. We like, yeah. come on, come on. Next voicemail. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is Angie, the undeniable vixen. I just wanted to leave a quick message to Roderick Morrow. Listen, when the queen is speaking, <laughs> you have to be in silence, especially when she is going into her smooth comedic styling. <laughs> you don't know where Karen might go. And being one, a part of the Texas comedy troop team for Karen Morrow, we stand all the time. Not sometimes, but all the time. She has been an ongoing comedic chair phenom. And when she's going into her banter, she's not going to be able to tell you everything. You got to wait for the ride with the rest of us. You got to be on the ride with the rest of us. She's gonna, she's gonna land the plane, and we're gonna all clap when the plane lands. Remember. All right, sounds like a plan. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sounds good to me. I thank you, baby. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll, I'll try to be more careful in the future. Next voicemail. <clears throat> hey, Ryan. Hey, Karen. This is Kiana. Super quick. I just wanna hit on two things really quickly. Everything y'all said about Kiki Palmer. I agree 100%, and I just wanted to add two more things to the conversation that I think could be useful. Another reason why it takes people so long to leave abusive relationships is <clears throat> it very well may take you a long time to realize that you're being abused. Right. I'm somebody who was in a violent abusive relationship. A lot of what happened in that relationship mimicked behavior that I had grown up with and was used to. It took me a very long time to realize that I was in a relationship that was abusive that can make it very complicated when it's when you're ready to leave or you're contemplating leaving rod you mentioned how we sort of glorify giving second chances yes and we also glorify struggle love yes we glorify women giving men chance after chance after chance after chance and so that also makes it complicated when it's time to leave because a lot of us grew up thinking you got to stand by your man and if you fuck up, oh, well, you just got to deal with it and take him back and figure out how to make it work, even if it means you're unhappy. So I wanted to add that to the conversation for that. This Julie email, bruh, <laughs> I'm sort of speechless, and I want to try and hurry up and wrap this up before I get cut off because I know the train cuts off quickly. I need Julie to understand that millennials are grown-ass people taking care of our kids and our grandkids, and in some cases our parents and our grandparents. 
my 80 some odd year old granddad just died the day after Juneteenth. I was taking care of him while also taking care of my mother because my father died and helping my sister co-parent her kids. So we're not just out here being bummed, not taking care of our responsibilities. And I'm a really need for the older generation to understand that we're struggling just like they're struggling. And if we're keeping it a whole bean, a lot of the struggles that we have. Oh, she got cut off by Chicago back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, it's Keon again, super duper quick. What I was trying to get out is a lot of the um, stuff that is impacting us now is because of legislation put in place, sorry, Julie, by boomers. Right. And by y'all's parents, the silent generation, which is still odd to me to call the silent generation because they always had something to say. <laughs> but a lot of what we're dealing with now is because of that. So, like, a lot of that is the call coming from inside the house. And you got to find somewhere else to point that anger because millennials are out here literally just trying to get by living paycheck to paycheck just saying we're working all the time two three four five six jobs like girl you you gotta point that anger somewhere else anyway that's it love y'all bye thank you thank you yeah you gotta be cycle breakers man and I think that's every generation's responsibility is to try to break the cycles of the things that they went through. And, and look, no one's going to get it right. We're all overcorrecting. Our kids will be manifestations of the overcorrection. And and honestly, as they get older, they'll be sick of the shit that they don't like about their generation. And they'll be mad at the generations after them because nobody's made it through without that being part of the culture. But, you know, I, I feel everything you had to say. Um, all right. Raphael left three of these. Hey, Rod and Karen, it's your boy, Raphael. I just want to share a great experience that I got to witness. So last Saturday, I was at the UFC 295. You know, you know uh, the stuff that, uh, the photo that went viral of Bill Barr's wife and uh, flipping Donald Trump. So I was like a few rules. If, for those that don't know, Bill Burr's wife, who is black, uh, was at UFC with Bill Burr, a UFC match, and Donald Trump came, and uh, there's a video that went viral of her giving him double middle fingers when he couldn't look, couldn't see it. Mm. From that, you know, your boy got connection. I didn't scam anybody for the tickets. No, I know y'all just putting it out there. So uh, it was crazy to witness that in real time because – yeah, um, being at the MSG and old boy walks in and the whole place. I've never been to a UFC fight before. And that was my first time and probably my last time because it was weird. Yeah, the fights were great. It was excellent. But as soon as the orange man walked in, it became a MAGA event. The whole place just started cheering, well, except for the people I was with and a few people, including Bill Ball's wife, and uh, uh, oh boy, um, Jared Leto actually did a half bowing, didn't want to commit to standing up, but didn't want to commit to sitting down, and stretched his hand to shake him. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and Trump got the loudest cheer out of all the fighters. So, yeah, it was weird witnessing that. And every time they showed his face on the screen, uh, he just got the loudest cheers. So, uh, it was something that, you know, I don't think uh, 
watching it on TV captures the whole view. Right. But call back. Yeah, so the, the funniest thing that happened after that was that, uh, you know, he showed up for the main fight. And so after he sits down, the next two fights were um, American fighters against people from other countries. So the crowd starts booing the American fighters. And the next two, the American fighters got knocked the fuck out. They knocked the fuck out. And I was pro anybody fighting American fighters. That time, I was just having a great time sitting down there. It was the funniest thing that happened. And I don't understand that crowd because they were booing the people who were not American. But after they had knocked the Americans out, uh, they, they, were, they, were, they were also cheering for them too. So it got me confused. Like, is this a New York thing? Or is this... Because uh, I thought they were like big pro-Trump pro crowd at the same time. So um, I just was like, huh, these UFC people, they're, they're kind of weird. Because I know MSG, you know, you're not supposed to smoke in there. Or people smoking the electric uh, cigarettes, cigarettes or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And it was just a weird vibe. But, uh, yeah, he got, um, then, you know, they will show Jared Little on the screen. You know how they show celebrities at sporting events? And nobody cared. And they showed Trump right after that. And the whole cops cheered again for him. And I felt sad for Jared Little. I was like, dude, you, you were trying to hide and shake the man's hand. And you see that the crowd didn't even show you any goddamn respect. So, dude, you suck. But, um, throughout the, the, the rest of the event, where people coming to kiss his ass, like kiss the ring kind of thing was happening. And I was just like, wow. You got cut off again. But also, I, the last thing I needed, I, I don't like Jared Leto as an actor, kind of just in general, uh, just because I, I don't like his performances in movies. I never needed a real life reason, but now knowing he was out here trying to shake Trump's hand. <laughs> You might have just stumbled into giving me a petty reason not to like this nigga. <laughs> to put him on a list. I, I just added that to my, my Rolodex of not fucking with Jared Leto. <laughs> it got nothing to do with that, but now I'm about to act like, it. yeah, you know he love Trump. Even <laughs> you though I put that to, on the list. Even though I mostly just hate seeing this nigga acting. All right, he left one more. Oh, final one, final one. So, yeah. Um, it was just... Crazy scene. Oh, he came in with Tucker Carlson and uh, Dana White and some other white people who, yeah, they, they began to look alike, obviously. But, um, yeah, so throughout the rest of the fight, uh, he, was, he was actually clapping for the guys who knocked out the Americans. He was cheering them because one of them, the Brazilian guy, he actually um, um, gave Trump like a fuck you after he knocked out the American dude. I can't remember what category they were he was in and Trump actually acknowledged and I was like hmm weird but I guess he's really into UFC but anyway fuck him and uh, but respect to the Brazilian guy because I was there like woohoo and then the crowd started cheering the guy too and I was like what the <laughs> hell going on here you're, you're like weird people <laughs> but um it was free tickets so great seats so I was like oh well um great experience got to see this crowd Weird crowd, but um, the people I wanted to win won because I didn't put money down, so I should have. 
But uh, yeah, just that I'll report on that. I'll let I could I, I just didn't have time to hold things down for all Steve. So everybody should get to know that I experienced that. Uh, it started to get a little choppy there, but yeah, we appreciate you calling in, mm-hmm. man. That felt a little bit <clears throat> like a journal entry because I don't think we talked about any of this on our show this week. <laughs> But uh, we appreciate the cough and uh, the ammunition against Jared Leto. I, I'm, that's mostly what I'm going to use this for. <laughs> like, I know you was talking about Trump and other shit. I, MMA is always giving off big January 6th energy, so mm-hmm. I can't even pretend to be surprised. It's not an event I would go to um, just because I don't. I think the culture around MMA is kind of kind of conservative and trashy. Um, next voicemail, we got two more people. Let me wrap it up. Okay, this is Kiara. It's been maybe five years since I've called in and left a voicemail, but I just needed to tell you all, I'm literally listening to the Kiki Palmer episode maybe a week or two after it initially came out, and I'm listening to the conversation. It's so interesting. I don't know if she's breaking up or the, the internet. It initially came out, and I'm listening to the conversation. It's so interesting all of that and then i'm looking at the news and then i see cassie done came out and came after mm. diddy and i know that's behind a paywall look i'm a paying member i'm listening to it mm. in a quick passing in a hurry but i'm like niggas do y'all just need to run the episode the key palmer episode back because right. it's literally the same conversation it's yep. powerful women Wonderful women that have been quiet, they've been silent, they try to do the quote unquote right thing, but at the end of the day, abuse is still happening. Right. These pow- these men, powerful money or not, are still trying to knock women upside the head and and women just supposed to be quiet. We just supposed to just not say shit. Like that's ridiculous. And I just so I just wanna say, look, y'all doing the Lord's work out here. Um, y'all doing a wonderful job. Love the conversation. Keep it going. Don't get off these people's necks. And that's it. Love y'all. I'll talk to y'all again in about four or five years. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We'll look, we'll look forward to it. We'll be here. Yeah, and thank you. You know, because, I mean, we did talk about, because uh, it happened, the Ciara Puff Daddy lawsuit happened, like, uh, I want to say Thursday or something, right and we, we were going on the we were doing uh, Bossy Sports yeah, it's or like something. Breaking news, right so we time. really didn't have an episode about it yet, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about it some. It's right. already been settled, which says a lot to me. Uh, you can take it how you want. You know, it's public opinion. So you know whether you feel guilt or not. I don't think we're, it's never going to see a courtroom. So right, and it, uh, we'll right. never know. And it was a civil case from the get go. Yeah, but you know, same thing with the civil case for Eugene Corral, Corral against um, Trump, and he was found guilty and is a rapist. You know, as far as we know, that's. I mean, it, just because he didn't go to prison for it, don't mean he ain't found guilty. But right. Uh, anyway, he settled so it'll never go to trial and we'll never see all the evidence that was there. But it was enough in that fucking brief in that 30 something pages, which you can go read. I, or maybe you can't read it anymore. I don't know. But it was enough to, to, to for you to make conclusions on your own. Um, but you're right. Same playbook. Same playbook. That girl, I don't even know her name. And she's a grown ass woman. I forget her name. But uh, it's something job, whatever. 
the woman that played like Craig's cheating ass girlfriend in Friday, she went viral because she was basically being like, I just don't get it. What's I mean, I don't understand, you know, and, and it's just it's always gonna be easy for people to take that road, man. And it's sad because everybody claims to be a good person, everybody claims to be supportive, and I don't even I'm not a person that is down with the like hey we all should immediately accept everything as face value and immediately like like i don't i i I have a healthy level of skepticism and cynicism i use discernment and all that stuff but at the same time these people that are kind of voicing this like stereotypical victim blaming like rape supporting rape culture shit how are you not getting the memo yet you know, like, it's been a long time, man. Me Too was actually years and years ago now. Yeah, it was. Like, y'all didn't learn nothing then? You know, I, like, and it feels like Bill Cosby. It feels like, uh, uh, you know, R. Kelly again, where it's just like, and I'm not saying because uh, Puffy is a serial abuser or something. I don't know enough. I actually don't follow his personal life that close. Mm-mm. But the point being, like, this initial reaction of, well, clearly these bitches is trying to... It's like, whoa! That's your first takeaway? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Um, Blame the victims. Alright, last voicemail. Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Olamni. Uh, I enjoyed that episode of Masses Big House amusement park um and i was just calling to give you an update uh with heavy heart i'm glad to say that oh we're not glad to say i'm sorry to say that i had lost the election to my republican opponent damn and uh psych i ain't lose i won i won 411 uh, I am now a new city council member on, city in uh, Binghamton, New York. Uh, I want to thank you all for your condolences and then your words of encouragement on my reluctance. And I'm still feeling reluctant. Even some feelings of imposter syndrome sets in. Because uh, for sure, sometimes I feel, you know, uh, I have been blessed greatly. Uh and I just want to do a good job, and I find you know it's important to stand up for for what is right and to make some changes that is needed that has been ruined mostly here in in uh, the city that I live in uh, in Binghamton. Uh, we even so much have flipped the city council to where it's democratic, yes. and we oh. have about six people. Um, out of the seven districts, uh, that's Democratic. Uh, uh, and we also have two uh, black people on that city council, which I would believe would be the first time that it has ha- that has happened. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to thank y'all. Uh, I really enjoy y'all. And I think you should come up with a... He got cut off. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, Rod, you should come up... Uh, with another segment. This is Alomni again uh, for, for Karen. And it's the oh no moment with with Karen. I really enjoy it when she goes oh no and it just, it hits, it hits different. I really do. I, <laughs> I don't really be do ready. Uh, 
really think that. Um, like I said, I enjoy listening to your show. Uh, I even now I'm on a pay. I even paid for it. Paid for it. Wow. And uh, to listen to your other content on it, and I'm even working on my second episode of uh, my own podcast, and it's called The Man with the Infinite Tan. that's hilarious good guy um, i'm trying to get out here and i'm trying to do the right thing and i thank y'all very much uh of course keep up the good work that's dope and uh good luck man listen Mm -hmm. and don't you know imposter syndrome for me it goes away when i meet some imposters right (laughs) the first time you be up in a meeting you be like these motherfuckers don't know what they talking about it's gonna go away at least it went for me because i said i'll be damned if i'm gonna feel bad and these motherfuckers stupid. Um, right? The, uh, the, the other thing, too, is I when it comes to, you know, what you're trying to do in, uh, as a government official, just always think of these three, these uh, these five letters. WWGSD. And that's, what would George Santos do? You know, because you can fake it till you make it. Don't, don't let anybody tell you you don't belong. If this motherfucker... If he belong, we all belong. Okay. If he could be, if he could be a representative, we can all be representatives. So good, but good luck to y'all, man. That's really dope mm-hmm. news. I'm happy and, for you, uh, baby. Excited. I just want to say, none of that would have happened without people voting. Come on through. So you know, for all the you know, give up. It's nothing's gonna happen. It's all bad news. Uh, I just know that zero of the things you brought up would have happened if everybody stayed fuck home so Mm -hmm. shout out to you Mm -hmm. all right man whoo we are this is a long one but we're almost done it's time to get into the uh emails y'all already sending in y'all holiday card addresses oh that was that was like i want a christmas card all right i'll try to go through these there's a lot uh kiana says first of all let me say these super long shows feel like reparations i mean i still want my money of course but i'm gonna listen to the four-hour shows too i was the one who left the voicemail about the will of emotions and now i'm listening to the show on spotify karen wasn't even in her bag she was behind a pulpit and everything she said about not sitting on your big feelings was a sermon most of us old ass millennials like me and older never really learned to emotionally regulate as children we learned to press our feelings down we learned to fix our faces so our parents didn't know we were mad or feel disrespected because we were right we learned to bite our tongues and purse our lips and when we wanted to speak or even shout because we were wronged uh we learned to plaster on the smile at work in the gym or church when we knew it wasn't safe or prudent to express what we were feeling we learned ways to survive and a lot of us are just now learning how to really feel our feelings and unpack what lies underneath them so we can deal with things in a better healthier way mm-hmm. and that's it's scary not just because of the big feelings but the powerlessness we may have felt at the time and the vulnerability required to say that we are all fallible and our feelings were hurt um <clears throat> i've laughed and tell my therapist every single session that i'm not that i'm going to get to the point where i'm not a blubbering mess every time because pulling one thing has often meant pulling up other things too she always encourages me to just feel whatever i feel and don't judge it as right or wrong sit down in it and then we can clear it away all that to say thank god for therapy journaling prayer and self-awareness 
Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. And yeah, it's 100% true what you said because that's the thing. It's like a root. You pull a root and a root just keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And some people aren't ready for that. They just not ready for that because truthfully, a lot of it, a lot of the things we go through, uh, trauma related, particularly if you dig, stems back down to childhood. And so all of a sudden you got to look at that child that's deep inside of you and, and work through it with it in, in, in like unison, which is very hard for people to do. Um, the next person said something about gender wars with like a clip they want us to comment on. I'll save it for a, a gender war segment. Okay. If do we do one. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, Luke says, Rod and Karen, y'all had me dying laughing at the one-star review because we know they are probably listening to this episode. To that listener, stop it right now. This is stupid. Y'all have produced some memorable episodes and moments that I have saved and listened to when I need a good laugh, like the potluck and the bullet ball episode or Alexis Tyler talk about penis power. Thank you. Yeah, those, I love those. Especially the potluck one. They always come, I'm always reminded of the potluck episode around this time of year because uh, I feel like we, we laid it down like it don't need to be laid down again and nothing has changed. Mm-mm. Whenever I hear an incident in the news, I always think of guest the race. Anyway, keep up the good work. Continue to be the wonderful people you are. Thank you for making my day brighter luke thank you luke mm-hmm. uh lynette writes in karen killed on Drapetomaniacs. oh thank you long time listener this is my first time writing in i had to write in to say karen fucking killed on Drapetomaniacs. by long time i mean twib and rodimus prime days wow yeah <coughs> you old school baby yeah that was when i wasn't even putting my government name on the internet Mm-mm. it took a long time to realize that rodimus prime and rod was the same person yeah Shout out to Elon James White. He uh, had a black show, and uh, you know that was one of the first. That was might have been the first time I was ever really on TV. Was they were put they played that show on TV? And he would slice in these video clips. It was cool. Uh, <clears throat> love listening to you too. Even enjoy the the fans. Appia could do a spinoff at this point. <laughs> Don't stop going loving laughing together, Lynette. Thank you. Thank you uh let's see oh we already talked about julie no need to go into that again mm-hmm. um bria says relax fda discussion um she it, this is like a wrong thing that she wrote but it's kind of saying what apia said about the same thing with <clears throat> like why it's a good thing because i think we were i think people took our rating of being fucked with as us saying it's a bad thing when that's not what we're saying at all and then she she also pointed out and um apia pointed out as well i believe that you know they'll replace the chemicals they it's not like that like hopefully you know it's not a thing where we should just be looking up and be like damn ain't no just for me on the shelves and i know we made jokes about that and i think people took it kind of like um and i think well i think we we had concerns about it and we made jokes about it and i understand why people would feel like maybe we had overstated the uh the 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 situation so thank you bria for uh for letting us know it's just this is so long in detail i I, i'm just trying to sum it up no problem yeah and and also when roger first brought up i I had tons of questions so you know it's kind of like a mixture of things it's like both things could be true i could like this is a great thing and i'm fucked with yeah 
Mm-hmm. Brandy writes saying, great episode. Okay, Boomer. The way I cackled and laughed throughout this entire episode, I've never actually experienced you being petty, and it was hilarious. You and Karen go out of your way to be grac- gracious and thoughtful and nuanced, even when people disagree. So to hear someone take your words so far, the context was wild, but you handled it great. Can't wait for Saturday's feedback show. Ha <laughs> ha. Have a great weekend. <clears throat> Thank you for always doing such a wonderful, a great, thoughtful, funny, and enjoyable show. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I, I, I'm decided you know, I hope that that my in my heart of hearts, man, I really hope that Julie hears this and doesn't take it as like a some some sort of like pile on because right. I, I don't want it to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, if somebody's feeling fragile like that, I think people really reach out when they feel that way. I think even that one star review person is going through something. Yes, I really do. I I, I don't because I I just think about my life. When I everything's fine and I'm happy, I it's not that I don't care at all, but it's like what somebody said on a podcast is not fitting to make me write no letters. Like, okay, you like if anything, I'm you're dumb, and then I move on in my mind. You know, I don't tell them they're dumb. So you know, who knows what she was going through, and I hope she's okay out there. Um, <clears throat> show okay, Boomer. Natasha says Boomers get half off. Just kidding, just kidding. Hey, Ryder Karen, I love y'all so much. Long time listener left. But couldn't stay away long and came back here to say, Rod, you were so mad at that lady. You went in professionally and with class and the blackout to swagger. Thank you for clapping back. I love I live vicariously uh, through you. Uh, Chef's kiss. Keep doing what y'all doing. P.S. Can you say this is from back rows, back rows with a question mark? He 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 he. I think that that might have went that that reference might went over my head. I'm sorry if I fucked it up. (laughs) Uh, 2803 Achievement Unlocked Hello Rod and Karen I do agree with y'all That the older generation's out of touch My parents are in their 60s and 70s And for a while they didn't know How bad it was for my brother and I We're 30 and 25 mm-hmm. uh, My dad brought, bought our first house and, and for the record I don't think it's everyone in the older generation Out of touch mm-hmm. I think Whoopi's out of touch mm-hmm. There are people in her generation That agree with that shit Right But I wouldn't say necessarily I, Like I said it's uh, I was I would encourage people that feel that way about the younger generations to talk to the generation with respect and reach out to them with respect and, and see how much <clears throat> these kids care about feelings because they'll open up your houses and they, shit. They're very they're very different than us in that way. Yes, and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad. Like mm-hmm. so. Anyway, I, I think. But you're right in that. Whoopi was out of touch, you know. Uh, my dad bought our first house 30-plus years ago, uh, 100K in California, and now most likely over a million dollars. He was just working a regular nine-to-five. Now my parents are like, stay at home, save money up for your own places, but they didn't realize how expensive it is to rent until recently. Right. My brother found an apartment recently, but my mom was astonished at the prices out there. Some places were charging 3000 to $3,500 for a studio apartment. She Bitch, paid- what, that room, that the square room where everything is all together? Yeah, New York was like that too. She pays much less than that for the mortgage, so she thought it would be similar. Yeah, I think we're going to get to a point because of necessity, unless some market correction happens, which I don't think is coming. I think we're going to get to a point where basically you just, parents that could afford it and did get the benefits of a, uh, you know, a, a booming economy and all that stuff are just going to be handing down what they have to their kids. Yeah. Because yeah. kids aren't going to be able to just go and buy houses or if they do, the, it's going to be so financially restrictive for some people. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it's just going to be harder and, um, and a lot of things are happening to make it harder. 
Oh, purposefully, yeah. too. Yeah, on purpose. Also, also, I've been trying. I've been trying to go to grad school and work at. I work at USC, so they'll help pay for it. The only cover. They only cover one class a semester, half the tuition for employees. And my parents are just like save money and pay for the other classes. However, they were shocked. Uh, when one of the degrees I want cost seventy seven thousand dollars, and the other one I was interested in was one hundred and fifty thousand. Right. I'm like, I don't have the money to pay for the other half of the tuition. I can barely save anything because of all the other expenses I have to pay. I also can't go to state school where tuition is much cheaper because they basically want you to be a full time student, and I need my job. Yeah. So parents backed off of us quite a bit when they realized how difficult for it is for us to progress now. Aaron. Yeah, and you have to. You have kind of have to explain that to somebody as somebody who and and i still don't think my mama understood but she kind of backed off as somebody who went through the generation of on the internet off the internet when i graduated from school the internet became a thing where you couldn't do the thing that they used to do which is quote unquote pound the pavement go from place to place find a secretary physically hand your resume and shit in like my mama she didn't understand that so all she would do was see me in the room hours and hours and hours and hours on end and all i was doing was submitting resume after resume after resume getting rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter because everybody wants you to have experience but nobody want to fucking hire you to give you experience and that like that's a fucking head trip in itself which i'm not going to go into but that's a fucking head trip in itself you know people tell you to get these degrees and you get a degree and everybody be like well you ain't got no fucking experience she was like well bitch how am i supposed to get experience when nobody would give me a chance they also don't want the older generation to understand what people are going through you know it's why fox news is so ridiculous it's why nostalgia and these like oh, remember the old days and we walk both ways up here like that stuff is catching on so hard because when those narratives take place those stories that we tell ourselves are more powerful than the truth for folks so it just becomes easy to go it's not that our society and our government ripped all these kids off no it's not that society stopped uh the government stopped delivering on the promises it's that kids don't want it no more they don't care enough and and it's easier to believe that then uh you know because that's the story that the new york times headline is going to tell you and not the story of the massive amount of wealth that has shifted in the last 30 years to where um really is 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 just becoming no middle class and all the things that got you to middle class don't exist anymore right and in some states depending on where you live middle class is like it's it's actually right at a below poverty or you would in some states will be considered the working poor now uh g writes in take a bow i don't want to appear to celebrate y'all giving out that tough love to another member of the black autist community but i do want to show my appreciation for y'all taking a moment to explain and defend this shared space that you give us for for free personally <clears throat> i haven't always agreed with some of your takes that said i've always appreciated your honesty transparency and how you two make an honest effort to empathize and be as objective as you can hands down for my money <clears throat> see the first paragraph laugh winky laugh emoji you're the best duo in the space uh i and some others who might be a bit older suffer from the same plight as most people in pretty much every demo we find it difficult to face truths that highlight our shortcomings older generations benefited from social labor programs does that mean it was easy no does that mean people didn't hustle and struggle to get ahead no but there were absolutely safety nets all of those things can be true and all are true i can't help but think there is some level of cognitive cognitive dissonance kicking in maybe we convinced ourselves that those protections didn't matter and didn't help because we didn't we 
we don't want to see believe that our voting habits sabotage supportive labor protections anyway <clears throat> this is just a bit too pointed and too serious hey y'all keep giving the people what they want don't sweat the petty but pet the sweaty uh joke them if you if if they can't take a take a fuck <laughs> send, send y'all love peace and hair grease from germany thank, thank you, you. <laughs> last phrase oh uh, y'all are crazy uh look uh matt right saying it's all my fault hey Ryder karen just want to say sorry it's all my fault i'm the millennial that tries to make it working four hours a day i bought all the books got a master's in education couldn't hack it as a classroom teacher i'm currently working as a private tutor i'm not as egregious as some i work on the sliding scale and pull 25k in 2022 working 10 hours a week but it's hard i've been interviewing a lot this year because i'm too lazy to make a website and try to really make it on my own and have turned down work because they wanted me to work 13 weeks of 60 plus hours for 23k i used the excuse that i uh couldn't be away from my family that much but we all know the truth is millennials want more for less it's a shame uh no baby <laughs> six, 60, th- 60 karen i think he's been tongue-in-cheek okay yeah <laughs> love your work as always i hope i have time and the five for your next live show matt thanks matt yeah he (laughs) julie gonna come find this motherfucker he out here being like i am the lazy millennial (laughs) five hours a week is actually too long (laughs) too much (laughs) uh what is this slavery like (laughs) yes trying to work me to death we got the funniest listeners. Uh, <laughs> Madonna says, "I'm over. I'm here for Petty Rod and nothing but the facts." Karen, I am long a long time listener and a boomer. I appreciate your response to Julian. I hope she replied with some insight gained from this episode. Now she never replied, but I'll give her credit. She didn't. At least I haven't seen yet. Did she like cancel her premium or anything? I mean, that's normally the way it works. Yeah, if they say something many times. Right. If we defend ourselves in any way, then the person typically goes. I I refuse to pay for this and then they leave and you know it's always a little sad but also kind of the cost of doing business at this point I, I I'm that kind of stuff used to really bother me and now I'm like I, I I'm not bothered by it because it's not my fault right and it's beyond <laughs> like, my I, control I was giving my opinion somebody don't like it they they got the right to just dip out and if I find it unreasonable or whatever that that's that's just how I feel it's, they could feel it's totally reasonable uh, to do what they do but yeah I'm always fascinated by how people's interpretation of what someone says can be 180 degrees from what they intended to mean. I don't know if Julie was purposely trying to gaslight you, but she was way off base, as was Whoopi. As Karen said, Julie took what you said personally and was projecting big time. I love how thoughtful you both are. Keep up the good work. Best, Madonna. Yeah, try to be thorough, too. Mm bj shrooms work ethic in spades john says good morning rod and karen rod i thought the same thing about the name balloon juice yeah he sent me a link to balloon juice uh this thing about he wanted me to see if i get coronavirus news from there uh but it's actually a reference to republicans being full of hot air i.e balloon juice and it's actually a big part of my blackout tips origin story the founder of the website john cole is white um, an army veteran from West Virginia who abandoned his Republican affiliation and became a staunch liberal progressive after being disgusted by the whole Terry Schiavo affair during the W administration. Oh, God, mm-hmm. don't get me started. Terry Schiavo. I almost made a joke about Terry Schiavo to J.L. Covan today on text, but I decided not to. Uh, <gasps> the gist of it was something about keeping his comedy career alive, but anyway uh it was one of the first good (laughs) blogs on the left that i discovered during my own liberal awakening at the same time 
Anyway, shortly after Trayvon Martin, he decided to add some black front pages. Okay, so the joke is, uh, ah! <laughs> sometimes JL's fans are terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. They they say their fans, but they say these they 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 say these terrible replies as jokes. They try to punch them up, and it, it they're worse. Wait, he got a punch down. Yeah, that punch downs is terrible. And he often talks about like how you know his fans can be. Some of them are just so so terrible. And I was like, I feel like they're fans of your comedy the way Republicans are fans of keeping Terry Schiavo alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. I feel like it's funny to two people, but it's funny as fuck to me. Yeah, you and Jay. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> it's pretty dark, but it's still funny. <laughs> Yeah, he called them low value fans. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jay all right. the best. All right. <clears throat> anyway, shortly, <laughs> shortly after <laughs> Trayvon Martin, he decided to add some black front pagers to the rotation, including none other than Amani Gandhi and uh, Elon James White. I quickly became a fan of both and fell in love with Twib, which ultimately led me here. Sorry for the long tangent, but it's such a great example of the Twib to the Blackout Tips pipeline of those years and the before times prior to the 2016 election. Rest in Promocrat. Uh, smile, <laughs> smile emoji. Um, yeah, man, listen. I like that 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 go that Twib Blackout Tips connection goes way back, and a lot of people came over from Twib that yeah. are still fans to this day. Yes, they did. As someone who did mushrooms about a dozen times, I never threw up or shit myself, even on the pretty heavy trips. Dried shroom stems and caps can be a little rough to digest, so you have to, you can have some gastrointestinal discomfort, but it always passed during the trip. Like with drinking, it's the next day that you might have some rough bathroom time. I've also never had any flashbacks, and I only know a few people that ever have, and that's and they did lots of acid. That said, just like eating edibles, you got to be careful, know yourself and your limitations, and be ready to just go with it when things get a little crazy. Yeah, and if that means sinking a plane full of motherfuckers, hey, I was going with the trip, baby. No, no sir. I'm not okay. No. Uh, on the, <laughs> I, 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 you know, have a guy. Don't don't be out here. Don't be out here winging it. On the whole, whoopee thing and the angry commenter who wrote in. In addition, to all the things you both said, the whole kids just don't want to work anymore. Thing is so tired and ridiculous. Here's a Twitter thread from an academic uh, that uh, that shows op eds complaining about the alleged erosion of work ethic published in 2022, 2014, 20, 2006, 1999, 1981, all the way back to 1894. Ooh. This has been one of those get off my lawn complaints that people have been leveling at younger generations forever. Like the kids are too soft, the men are too feminine, and nobody has a sense of humor anymore. It's another accusation that every generation voices over and over throughout history. But then again, I'm about to turn 50, so probably won't listen to me because I'm too old. <laughs> yeah, just go and die. <laughs> you about to be 50? Get out of here. Beat it. Uh, finally, sorry for the tangent, but I was wondering if y'all might be able to help me settle an online debate about racist expressions. Probably not. I've mm-hmm. been spending time in some mostly white kink spaces, and sadly, the fixation on interracial sex, fetishization of black men, and stereotypes like the BBC are super common and gross. When I point out that white women who prefer black men calling themselves queen of spades is really offensive, I get a bunch of defensive responses that, one, the term wasn't initially a racist slur based on etymology, so it's fine. Yeah, they they, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Which is true, but besides the point, in my opinion, and two, well, nobody uses it anymore. Nobody ever called me that from black men who take BBC as a compliment, which is fine to th- for them, to be clear. I mean... 
it's fine in that uh people's kink is their kink but it does come from a a racialized fetishization place it's right just because people are okay being yeah just because people are okay being fetishized doesn't necessarily mean that it comes from a good place that being said i never know what to do with the kink shit because on the one hand uh some some of the stuff is like things i wouldn't necessarily want to do for myself right but I respect that it's two consenting adults and I, I that's just where I have to put my barrier of if it's two consenting adults and they want to do some shit I wouldn't do, I'm not going to hold it against them, but it's just not for me and it's not like they're making me do it. They ain't making me watch it. None. So they want to participate in some shit that I wouldn't fuck with. Okay. That's that just, you go do you. Um, and so I really try to stick to that because I think a lot of times when we get into this space of, what we wouldn't do and then we start pathologizing shit sometimes we're wrong and i think you know there's too many people that have done work psychologically and studied this and have like all the degrees that have said like you know like a woman can have a fantasy uh that is uh let's say somebody has like an incest fantasy that doesn't mean they're they're doing incest in their life right so I, you know it's stuff like that where i'm like yeah i i know i don't know everything and you know it, you just have to leave it at that that's how i've decided to feel about it um but he goes on to say um but 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 uh also all that being said sometimes them niggas do be cones I've, I've heard some of the reason and some of them have and it's like yeah well, yeah I, I you should probably kept that in your head because uh the reasoning is not coming from a good place Mm -mm. um he says my feeling is that the term spade may be antiquated most people know that it was used as a slur at some point so white people really shouldn't be throwing it around and out in the real world and it's generally going to get a side out from black people yeah it's just that the kind of black people who are seeing that queen of spade thing are people already in that line of kink and they will not take it offensive they're not looking for liberation or equality or whatever you know diversity they're not looking for that they're actually part part of the kink for some of them is that it's offensive Mm -hmm. and people say way worse shit than just space so that ain't nothing to them right and somebody outside of that community like me would not have any idea yeah exactly so Mm -hmm. if i saw some white lady with that tattoo i know what that means but uh also they probably don't have that tattoo in a place where everybody can just see it you know agreed it's generally gonna get a lot of side out from black people so i'm curious to know how well known and triggering spade is in your opinion based on your experience and knowledge of your community i'm overthinking am i overthinking this totally off base hope you have a great weekend cheers and stay safe now nah, it's racist but uh a lot of porn and sex is racist that's just the truth yes it is like, like once you get down to it yes as a person that finds the ridiculousness of racism to be hilarious while also obviously dangerous um trust they know what they're doing the the people in that community know what it means they're not offended by it and and that's that's the real truth of it it's not about like oh i just didn't understand that no they're sending a signal to a certain type of black dude and that black dude wants he wants to be he likes that signal yes it's, it's, it's a part of the the setup yeah 
uh dion says just want y'all to know i really do appreciate what y'all do i've been listening for 10 plus years man all the old school fans came out i, mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all i would say I, I gotta be petty more often but i really don't want to get in that mode <laughs> so oh, no. it's funny how like people's like i remember the days <laughs> i remember him <laughs> the old ride is back i'm like nah calm down calm down uh but yeah um uh, it never crossed my mind that y'all could just decide to stop one day this week alone, I've had my fave serious host get fired. My third fave podcast seem to be breaking up. So before y'all favorite podcast lead a game, my before y'all, my favorite podcast lead a game, I just want to show some appreciation, y'all. I love y'all. And just know we are family in my head. Thank you, Dion. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, look, podcasting hard. It is. Being consistent is hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of people start this stuff, you know, and, you know, podcasters can tell you it, it, it ain't it ain't for the week, and no, it's especially not. now if you're trying to make money off of it, if you're trying to make it uh, longevity, it's 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 tough out there, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I know with us, uh, Keith and Hemda are, have recently announced on their show that uh, Hemda's gonna be leaving uh, soon in a few months, and mm-hmm. uh, those are like our podcast parents. Essentially, I, we would not have had a podcast if I hadn't listened to them first and thought yeah we could do something like that and uh we do that last week wrap up every week over there and uh you know we love doing it I, I listen to the show anyway so it's not that like it's it's like i was already listening and now y'all asking me to give my opinion sure no problem but um you know you have a relationship like that and at least to me they become friends in, in your head not to mention the parasocial relationship of just listening to them for over a decade mm-hmm. and it means something when somebody's like i'm moving on or i'm leaving and that and not in a you know uh what the fuck this is my entertainment but you know genuine concern over them as a person what they're choosing to do with their life you know, the idea that this may be a person you don't hear from as often anymore. You right. know, this person's been telling you, like, that every day, like, this is how I use the bathroom. Like, it's that, you know, it's that mundane but relatable in a way, you know, where it's like, uh, I want to hear their thoughts on putting down paper on the toilet seat. You know, it's that. <laughs> and I know we have that with some of y'all. And um, we take we do take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is for a season. If if not doing this thing this long has definitely taught us. We watch a lot of people erected, a lot of people fall down, you know, a lot of people let it go, a lot of people move on and uh and a lot of people just change, you know. Yeah, they evolve. Like they're still doing it, but it but it's not the, the what it what it initially started. I mean, I'd rather him to leave than like what happened to Adam Carolla where I'm like, could you please leave? Well, you know, <laughs> Uh, maybe you should have left about 10 years ago you know right. like i i'd rather that but uh but nah man i i feel you dog and i i appreciate the appreciation because uh yeah sometimes that's the shit that make you appreciate what you do have is you know losing things and uh, and we're older we're getting older and we're gonna i call this we're in the season of losing now you know you're losing your friends family you're losing the institutions, the the things that you love, you know, the entertainment. It's all, all this shit is going away in some shape, form, or fashion. So, you know, 
enjoy the ride while it's happening because yeah, you know when it's over it's over yeah it grows evolves changes into something else you know and you know sometimes it's hard to just to change it's not always a bad thing but it does happen uh lastly mary says hi rod and can i enjoyed your coverage of the writers and actors strike i felt the same i felt the way you all discussed it humanize what people saw as an unrelatable wealthy actors and writers you made it not an uncommon labor issue and one many of us are, are at risk of experiencing at some point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I happen to live, uh, yeah, uh, and then fucking Zaslav or one of these fucking CEOs gave an interview like, I think we overpaid, but it's the right thing to do. Da, da, da. Why did it take so long then? Fuck out of here. Right. Anyway, I happen to live and run uh, in areas of Los Angeles that are popular filmmaking places, and it's been a ghost town for a month, but as I pulled up to park at my running spot, I was annoyed to see I was being detoured, and there were cones blocking out part of the parking lot. My annoyance soon turned to happiness as I saw that familiar sight of trailers, PAs, and craft services. We are back in business, and hopefully LA can breathe a sigh of relief and celebrate a little uh, this holiday. I've attached a hot photo, keyword to great work, and being a unique voice out there best mary thank you mary yeah we love to see it man literally um uh because you know we enjoy watching this stuff too man i enjoy creating it writing it but you know i'm a fan um and then this is the picture of the trailers on the lot oh man that's dope um yay trailers on the lot let's go you know mary be running okay don't she and that's why i was like did i I, I about to ask you did you run past them like was was you running through the neighborhood i was like oh trailers yeah she (laughs) like mary be running mary be running everywhere um she 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 be making me feel that old negro spiritual of that that feeling of like that's what i need to be doing y'all don't y'all, you, every time she you be, be driving down in your car you see somebody running down you i need to be out there jogging right instead of eating these mcdonald's fries out of my passenger seat <laughs> right i need to be stretching <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But all right. So that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> hopefully this shit uploads because this is over three hours, but not four. So hopefully this all uploads and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Yes. Until then, uh, don't forget holiday card addresses. Email us the mailing address if you want one. And don't forget the Black Friday sale. We will make a separate episode for that, too. But just don't forget Black Friday sale is happening right now. Uh, so sign up if you have questions uh, just email us, us the blackouts at gmail.com and uh, yeah, remember, t- remember it's auto renew so if you've already yeah. done it you know yes and I already have one person that emailed about gifting a subscription to somebody so if uh, you know if you want to get in this blackout test premium we might have like a, a raffle or something we'll, we'll see what we can do mm-hmm. uh, but yeah until then I love you I love you too Mwah.